You're kind of echoing. I can hear a little bit of an echo, yeah. That might be me. Hold on. Always causing trouble, Kat. That's why we love her. <laughs> yep. I'm not apologizing. You don't have to. You know, we said that's why we love you anyhow. How's the echo? Um, Last I'm time still hearing it. Trisha talked, I heard it. So there's a new book out that's supposed to be the next Harry Potter-ish book. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's called The Lost Heir. Hmm? And it is by E.G. Hang on. The Lost... <laughs> it's The Lost Heir, The Griffin Chronicles or something like that. No, Cat, we cannot hear you. So apparently we didn't actually fix the echo. We just muted Cat. We muted Cat. No, don't okay. put... No one put the cat in the corner. <laughs> No, we don't want to duct tape cat. No. Okay. She's okay. Yeah, she... Uh, okay, oh, wait. I think she might be back on. Her uh, picture came up all pretty again. Oh, okay. Hello. 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 Yay! To call you and you were gone. Oh. So fine. can I can I say something really, really funny yeah, about... Yeah. Um, so I'm still in the intro. <laughs> of this Of this story? No, of Puff, like a PFW. I'm still in the intro. And I'm just going, yeah. wait a minute. Like, it's been two years. I like, you know. We only changed our intro like every three years. <laughs> I, I ditched you guys to deal with something, you know, ridiculously silly, like my health. And, you know, all of a sudden, just two years later, I'm still part of the intro. What happened? <laughs> we like we you. Who has to find funny lines? <laughs> we like suppose, having yes. you. Aww, You're part of I us. like having me too. Mm-hmm. So we had to put you in there. I love it when I come over to podcast and mom's got things in the dryer and it makes terrible buzzing noises underneath me. <laughs> Hi. What you doing, kitty cat? Aw, Sammy with the baby. <laughs> too many babies. Yes. I sent Ryan uh, a message the other day. Goes tomorrow. Have you ever guys heard um, painting with a twist? Mm-mm. I don't believe okay, so. I've heard no. painting with wine. Well, it's kind of the same thing. Painting with okay. painting with wine. You go have a party. It like it like a group of people go go and there's an instructor there and they teach you how to like do a painting and they have a they have a Harry Potter painting session. I know, and no one will go with me. And I don't want to go by myself, only because it's no fun with but, but you're drinking. Okay, you're drinking pretty much by yourself and painting. And that's kind of sad. Heather won't go and with you? So, you know what? I don't know if I can go now, because now Org may have a thing. And Heather is in Heather is in lovely wedding planning bliss yeah. right now. <laughs> Wait, Heather's getting married? Yes. Yeah! Holy shit. <laughs> I don't know if I knew that either. Uh, it was in a podcast. It, in fact, it's when one that uh, it's actually in the one that's being released next because it's the one I'm editing right now. Oh, okay. uh, that we discussed. So, it. speaking of editing, Sue, mm-hmm. how's season four uh, coming? With I'm that? about three hours in. Yeah, you're you're now uh, three years late with that promise. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I was gonna try to just, edit over Christmas, years. but I got stuck. I just, I, I just burnt my. No, actually, it's yeah, it's about three and a half years. I just burnt myself out on the on editing those. Um, yeah, well, you did those those, those double features for everybody. You, yes. I don't blame you for burning yourself out. Uh, of course, Ryan hasn't come up with season three yet either. So, yeah, I know. You know. I can't release season no, four so, until so season three comes out. The original out. story was Ryan and two cornered me <laughs> and said, would you please edit these for us? And then I said, well, 
sure, but we haven't had like a season finale in a really long time. Are you going to do a clip show? And Ryan's like, oh, yeah, yeah. So I'll do season three and Sue will finish season four, which she, which she has started. And we'll be done before you finish editing the You know better than to listen to Ryan when he <laughs> says things like that. He has season three recap. Here it is. He has six hours of that done. It was like how four. many are there going to be? I don't know, because he's, I don't know how far along he is. I listened to it the other day. I fell asleep to it. That's what oh. I listened to when I went to bed. But So, okay, this book is called The Lost Heir, The Griffin Chronicles, book one. It is by E.G. Foley. Okay. And I don't know who reads it. So it's four ninety nine on the Kindle, and you can get Audible with it for $1.99. And I don't know if it says who reads it, but the guy that reads it totally has Hagrid's voice in several of them. To the point that I'm like, is this Jim Dale Dale reading it? Because it sounds just like Hagrid. But I don't think it is. Okay. I've read The Magician. Yes, I've read that. It's good. Uh, I could take take it or leave it kind of thing. Mm, Maybe that's not the one I've read. It's, I mean, it's very Harry Potter-esque, mm-hmm. but it's more adult. Mm-hmm. There's drugs, sex, and alcohol in it and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, this but, isn't the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, it's, I I know there's, like, another story, but I'm just not all like, yeah, I want to read that. I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. I'm really liking this one. It's it's got a, It's got a little bit of Harry Potter-ish stuff in it. Probably on purpose, given the two initials and everything. Mm-hmm. Griffin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we don't know that it's a griffin yet, but, I mean, if you're a halfway intelligent person, you can figure out that the monster in the dungeon that they keep throwing things for to is probably a griffin. Given that it's called the Griffin Chronicles. (laughs) And that there's a griffin on the front cover. Uh So, Power of deduction. Mm -hmm. Apparently the narrator is. Go ahead, Kat. I I would have thought that was a hippogriff. Yeah, well. Yeah, I could see that. But you, you can see the lion paw. So mm-hmm. that's the, the griffin rather than hippo. Yeah. Um, the- but it says it's narrated by Jamie DuPont McKenzie, whoever that may be. I don't and know. He but has he- read all of those and a couple other things on Audible. He has 11 different things that are on Audible. Wow. Well, he's good. I'm enjoying that very series much. and one other series. Mm-hmm. The one series that kind of like that it's it's it has a fantastic but it's not harry it's definitely definitely not the harry potter thing is mrs penguin's um peculiar children series i don't know that one it's Mm. it's peculiar (laughs) (laughs) shocking yeah i mean it's it's very it's very odd it's and i like the premise of it um the guy i can't remember who who wrote, who wrote the book? But how he got, how he came up with the story is that he was like in an antique store and he found like all, all these like really old photos, black and white photos. And you know how sometimes they take these black and white, like you look at some of these photos like, this is weird. Mm-hmm. He made a story about all these children and these like really weird photos. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And so it, it, but it has like a fantastic thing. You like, you see like a kid holding up a book. Holding up a boulder, and then you see like one person's like covered in bees and stuff like that. So like these kids have like not powers but abilities. Mm-hmm. So and it's it's very it's 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 really weird. And I liked it. I don't know why. It's just like anybody says. It. I'm like, well, how is it? I'm like, it is peculiar. <laughs> 
Hmm. Okay. If don't write it in the sh- in the chat so we can go looking for it later. Yeah, let me see if I can. Yeah. So instead of rereading, I was listening to my new book. Um. Well, I've been watching uh, The Abominable Bride, so, you know. Huh? Is that's up on streaming now, so you can watch it from the PBS sites if you were not, you know, paying attention on the first or whenever they did their second airing of that. So. Okay. Hmm. It's oh, the I'm, Sherlock I'm... Christmas special. Yes. Yeah. And it was quite good. I haven't seen it yet. I'm only 24 mi- minutes in, so I can't really say I've seen it yet either. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that was the night I thought mom was coming home and it kept getting darker and darker. And I thought, oh, she, she's having trouble driving at night. This is really bad. And I finally called and she's like, no, I'm staying one more night at the coast. And I was like, oh, cool. I can watch Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that worked out. It did. It worked out really well. Yeah. And I haven't read or like watched anything live in a really long time. I just mm-hmm. I just found Doc Martin right now, so Oh yeah, Doc Martin's good. Oh my god, goodness. I'm just sitting there laughing hysterically because these people are so wacky. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good show. Mom likes that one a lot. I am hooked on Longmire. Hmm. Which I've is heard a, of that, but I which don't is really a know western. anything about it. It's not really a western. It's it's a sheriff in a Wyoming town. I think it's Wyoming. And uh on Indian reservation. It has Lou Diamond Phillips in it. Which is oh okay I've seen I've seen it on I think it's on Netflix I it is yeah mm. it's a it's a Netflix original and there's four seasons done and they're just getting ready to do a fifth okay I heard that it had gotten picked up for a fifth season so that's good yeah I've been watching everything pretty much online because I no longer have a working television so that's what you said your television hey broke. you and me I don't mm-hmm. have a working television either. <laughs> Technically, I can turn my television on, but it's a massive rainbow, so it's not very helpful. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's all happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I just don't have, like, a cable box or an antenna or anything, and I, the thing is, I only watch... I, okay, so I do watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., oh, that's the only that. TV show. Oh, I, get, I, I love yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., too. I need to catch it's up so on good. that. I'm somewhere in the middle of season two. Oh, my goodness, really? Like, so much happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get that impression, but yeah. <laughs> okay. If you need no. a really, really good laugh, and I am not saying that we should watch it now because my computer will crash and it will all Dalek on us, but Google or YouTube Squatty Potty commercial. Okay. Okay. So basically... Is it the one with the unicorn? Yes. Yeah, that's kind of insane. Yes. <laughs> So basically, they've made this, they, they figured out, someone has figured out that to actually you go to the bathroom the way you are supposed to go to the bathroom and have a bowel yeah. movement, you should yeah. be squatting, not sitting. Because right. if you're That's- sitting, it changes the shape and it doesn't come out as well. So if you're squatting, it comes out much better. So they've made this step stool. Oh, I've seen this. Goes around your, your toilet. But they actually made a commercial where the unicorn is pooping out rainbow ice creams that they literally feed to kids at the end of the, the commercial. It's terrible. Yeah. It's, yeah, but it's it, really funny. It, it is true. It's like just your knees are supposed to be up a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. I have a stool. I, I, I have a stool. This. Yeah, that you put your feet up on. <laughs> you have a stool yeah, for uh-huh. stool? Uh-huh. Yeah, I have a stool for stool. And, and the secret is, is that you lean forward, you take your fist, 
and you, and you blow instead of like you know how you bear down. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to blow into your physical. Interesting. I learned, my, I learned this from my physical therapist. Okay. <laughs> See, it's better for you, and, and, and the scary thing it actually works. And it Weekly? works more well for me. It works more often, which is why I do it. <laughs> Not an, an entertaining, but educational as well. Yeah, <laughs> with all sorts of topics. <laughs> yeah, it's your fault, Sue. I, <laughs> Today we're going to talk about doll movements. <laughs> it's my brother's fault. He brought it up over dinner last night. <laughs> well, I spent my day with five-year-olds, four and five-year-olds today. That's what oh, we do. Yeah, that, find out that everybody poops. I love that book. I own it's that book. book. I, I know 40-year-olds who own that book and keep it in their bathroom, mm-hmm. not, you know, their kid's bathroom. They keep it in their bathroom. Yeah, that one's good. The other one that's really good is the mole that knew it was none of his business or something like that. Yeah. Oh, that uh, that whole BM thing kind of reminds me of my mom. <laughs> no, uh, when my brother was just born, and she she took him to the do- doctor's office, and so this is like forty some years ago, <laughs> probably almost forty five, and the doctor asks how many BMs he had, and my mom's like, it's like a day, and my mom's like, she didn't realize what a BM was, so she just made something up, and she said about 10, (laughs) and the doctor got so fed up with her, slammed the paper down, and walked out the door, my mom's just like, what did I do? Yeah, like, what'd she do? And the, like, the nurse hurry up came and she goes, does he really have that many BMs? And she's like, what is BM? She goes, bowel movement. <laughs> and my mom's like, no, apparently about one a day. <laughs> <laughs> well, when they're little, they can have lots. Oh, yeah. I mean, but that's, not 20. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Sorry. That's, yeah. You just made me think of that. No. Sorry, mom. I just broadcast your stupidity. <laughs> Oh <laughs> well, not everybody knows the initials for things like that. Oh yeah. no! My instinct for but, that is still to go to IBM, which I don't think even exists anymore. Mm, so. Probably not. It does actually. Yeah, I worked on that building. Mm, it's it's okay. kind of like BlackBerry. It needs to die. <laughs> poor BlackBerry. I no, still no, 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 no! Do not say poor BlackBerry. Do not say poor black. As somebody who has to trouble the freaking blackberries, do not say poor blackberries. So, okay. Speaking of blackberries, I have a friend who has a little blue car, and its name is Blueberry. And she had always said that she wanted this certain other kind of car, and so her dad found one for her and bought it for her. And so now she has the black car, and her sister has Blueberry. Well, she loves Blueberry. She hates Blackberry. The other day... It was really cold, like 25 degrees, and she got in the car and slammed the door, and her windshield wipers weren't working, so she went to get out to fix the windshield wipers, and the door froze solid while she was in there. She couldn't get out of the car. (gasps) She had to crawl over to the passenger seat and kick the, knock the door open, and then when she went to slam the passenger seat door, once she got back inside, it wouldn't latch. So as she was trying to drive, it flew open and caught on the curb. It was just awful. So poor Blackberry. Blackberry. I, I, I feel bad for Blackberry, but she really loves Blueberry. She'd like him back. You, you, <laughs> I, I forget that car doors freeze solid. 
Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. You would forget, forget things like that. <laughs> just like, oh wait, yeah, no, it's January. Like, oh, oh, like, wait, it's supposed to be cold. It's seventy degrees today. Like, oh, yeah, just, just rub like, it in. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't. Think and then it's one hundred and twenty in August, and it's awesome. It's forty. Uh, I would today. not survive. Yeah. Well, no, so many people would probably not. adapt, but poor Scott. It was what one hundred and ten here. And, I thought Scott was going to melt. No, 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 no. 110 in Portland is completely different than 110 in Phoenix. Yes. Oh, that yes. is true. At least it would be yeah. dry. So I'd Totally different things. Well, the thing is you sweat, but you don't feel like you're sweating and you're, you don't feel like all gross and sticky because your sweat, it's so hot that it evaporates, it evaporates off your skin. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the other thing is everybody has pools. So what do you do at, you know, 2 p.m. when it's really hot? You, you go to the pool. The pool. Yeah. And the mm. pools aren't heated, they're just cold. So you basically you you go to the pool for like 5 minutes and then you get out and you know, you get to cool off all all the water evaporates off you. Mhm. Mm. And then when you get hot again, you get back in. I had a nice message from your mother today, Scott. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad they got your card. Yeah. I told the post lady I said when she told me how much stamps were to Canada, I said it's a good thing I like these people. <laughs> I think it was three times what I normal stamp cost. Wow. Oh well. I know. It was funny. So, well Okay, let's get to the story. I was so gonna say we should stamps. start this story before Portricia. Uh, <laughs> All right. Possibly cat too. I can't remember what time zone Arizona's in. Mm, mountain? Mm. Same as me then. I don't know. Cat's not answering, so I think maybe we lost her. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've She's been distracted. My my no, I wasn't. Well, I was on mute, but I was on mute on purpose. So very few people know on Pofwa about. I have an obsession with cows, and my friend just sent me a, a photo of a cow in a onesie. Oh, fun! <laughs> nice. <laughs> And I just got distracted for a minute because it's a cow in a onesie. <laughs> a cow in a onesie sounds like fun. Yes. But on to Harry Potter because Harry Potter is important. Just yep, as important just, as cows on, and onesies. Just, just a second. Nerdy awesome fun. Nerdy awesome fun. That's us, man. There's something going on. I'm not Microsoft. <laughs> I wasn't snoring, was I? How about Sherbert Levin? If I start snoring, let me know. Friend Never mind. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Uh, we're just having adventures. Yep. Our adventures. Adventures are good. I snorted so much yesterday, it was unreal. <laughs> same safe time, same safe channel. It's all snake all the time, time, Trisha. Wow, wow, I need to learn how to have a filter on my mouth. Holy oh, nice. shit! They're there to talk about the sector. They're going to worry about homework. I swear, I read them for the stories. (laughs) Sex and snog eggs. Awkward. Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, the flagship, 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 is that right? (laughs) 
I can't even remember my intro. I am not Bob. I am bad. And the original to- only podcast from the Butterpick Weekly family of podcasts that spun off all the other wonderful podcasts you love so much. We hope. <laughs> we have if been- you're not, then why are you still here? I know. We have been on a hiatus for about a month, so we none of us know what we're doing anymore. And Kat's been on hiatus for a whole lot longer than that. But we are going to get back to Oh God, Not Again by Sarah1281, which is on, what is this, fanfiction.net. Yes. That's and the one. we are starting on Chapter 11. Yay! So, Yay! That's when we last left our heroes... <laughs> Sirius and Harry have realized that they both have the memories from canon, have Sirius having fallen through, both having fallen through the veil, but Harry several years later than Sirius. Mm-hmm. But they are now but in... I think, I think fell is kind of a liberal term for what <laughs> Harry did. Yeah, he basically walked in. <laughs> but he's gone back to the past, except that both he and Sirius remember the future that we know from canon. Right. And so now Harry's in a 12-year-old body with a 28-year-old mind, and they've decided he's not going to tell anybody else except Sirius unless it really comes up, because he wants to just keep doing whatever he wants to do, and mm-hmm. instead of having people say you have to be responsible and use your knowledge wisely and so on. But they were going to try and, you know, take out the Horcruxes and catch Peter so that Sirius could go free. Except then that their plan was to go to Diagon Alley and get some stuff so they could come back and catch Peter and then get back to the burrow and he's disappeared. Yes. Scabbers is nowhere to be found. Yes. And that is exactly right, except for the fact that Harry is 23. Ah. I misread the number somewhere or other. It cut. The three sentences looks like an eight, so no more. Apparently, yeah, it, was, that's, that's, it was eight years that had passed <laughs> since he'd seen Sirius or something like that. Yes. That's where the eight came from. Mm. Yeah, and I kind of like it's the, it's not like Sirius has been there for a while. It's Sirius just got there, too. So they were there yeah, they at the just, same time. Yeah. So it's basically like this is the um, the gamer save point. Like, this is the, like, save point where, like, Everybody goes yeah. back to. Yeah. They just all reloaded in Harry's second year. Whatever. First, yeah. Yeah. We've gone through the first year in the first ten chapters here. And, mm-hmm. and Sirius is, you know, on a rampage, and Harry's like, well, how did I know he was going to take off with the diary? And Sirius is like, well, maybe when you announced you had a new dog named Padfoot. You know? Even Worm Tom tells love, love not that I the name stupid. for the little rabbit. What's the rabbit? <laughs> Mega Ultra Flame Deathsman. Ah, yes. <laughs> You know, I'm never going to call a pet of mine snotfalls. <laughs> yeah. I love the snark that comes from Harry and in regards to, you know, you want me to come up with a more badass way to survive Voldemort than the power of love, then you've got to come up with a more badass alias and snotfalls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and apparently he wanted to... Uh, Jenny named their pet rabbit Flopsy. Right. Which seems fairly reasonable for a rabbit. And he would rather have named it Mega Ultra Flame Deathsman. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> a perfectly respectable name for a rabbit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Like, I think this is why I like this story so much, because it has just such quirkiness. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's funny. and it, it, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
somewhere between the end of canon and walking through the veil, Harry's gone a bit nuts. Yes. Well, it, 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 it's kind of one of those things of, like, Harry kind of died and then, like, kind of came back. So I figure, like, something got yeah. left behind He's there. He's been possessed by the spirit of a snarky fanboy. <laughs> Oh, that's it. I was thinking that, you know, when he got beamed up Scotty, that some of his particles got left behind. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of feel like, you know, if if you had to redo it again and you knew everything was going on, I would be the snarkiest person in the world because I would sit there and have so much fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's true. This Harry isn't isn't feeling any consequences from anything because he's like, "Eh, I've been through it. I know what's going on. It'll be fine. It'll work out. Worried about anything? If this was a slightly more serious fic, that would probably come up to bite him at some point. It may still. I don't really remember what happens, but they're Uh mostly just having fun with Harry making fun of all the things people like to make fun of in canon. Uh, Right. And, uh, I love that they have a little bit of puffwa in them because they have to get back on topic. <laughs> We're way off course. Yeah. Off, the, off topic, never. No, we're never off topic. Never, ever, ever, ever. They realize that Wormtail won't know what the diary is, but he probably will write in at some point, and then, you know, he'll get introduced to Tom Riddle, and uh, yeah, then all sorts of awkward things will happen. And, of course, Harry doesn't always remember everything, so we've changed scenes, and something's been bugging him all morning, and he can't remember what it was, and he gets to go, they get ready to go on the platform to get to the train, and, oh, they can't get there. Hmm. So. Oh, yeah. Apparently, they didn't quite manage to buy off everything from Dobby. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. one of the things that happened in Chapter 10, is he met up with Dobby outside of the house and said, yes, I know these various things are going to happen. I'll be very careful. I'll carry a mirror, but I'm still going back to Hogwarts. Please don't try to stop me or I'll get, get you in trouble with Draco. Right. Uh, but apparently either Dobby has still done something or something else is going on. Uh, so Harry says he'll drive and Ron says, do you even know how to drive? And Harry's like, of course I do. Everyone who knows who lives in the muggle world knows how to drive. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Usually not twelve year olds, but you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Ron doesn't know this, so that's true. Yeah, it works. He thinks muggles are strange, which we, we probably are. are. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody's strange. <laughs> and Harry lands the car on top of the train mm-hmm. <laughs> while well, both are moving. Yeah, yeah. yeah fairly impressive, actually. And of course they uh land they on... don't go through a tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, then the poor car is gonna go bye bye. <laughs> poor car. So they open up and try and get into the compartment that they're on top of. And of course it's where the second year Slytherins are. Yeah. So they get hexed by Draco. Harry says, Can you guys just chill? Draco's like, Chill? What does that mean? <laughs> oh uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. We were minding our own business when suddenly a Gryffindor fell from the sky. We thought we were under attack. (laughs) Says Daphne. It was nine to one. Yeah. How can that possibly be considered self-defense? We thought it was a weasley invasion. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. So Harry was able to get rid of the car. So it's going home and his parents won't... uh, well, Miss it? Yeah, know that we took it. Yeah, he well, turned it into a porky and sent it back. Uh-huh. I love Harry's explanation to anything that, like, he's not strictly 
speaking supposed to be able to do because mm-hmm. of his age. You know, yeah. how did he do that? Magic. Well, we know that, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. How did you do that magic? And the other bit is his uh, his scar is psychic. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's psychic. not psychic, okay. but his scar is. Yeah. Oh dear. It's so implausible, but the thing is, he just lets it keeps going and just persists, and it's just yeah. kind of like, that's why everybody just kind of like really believes him, because he's just that well, persistent about it. Mm-hmm. And I think there, there are two things that, that you have to consider with this book, because this is actually one of my favorite crackfic ever. First of all, this is crackfic. It's not meant to be taken seriously and taken apart. This is no. just like, you know, let's, it's like you know, reading Naked Quidditch Match. It's, it's, it's like reading Naked's Quidditch match. It's not supposed to be well thought out. The other thing is, Harry starts really small in first year. (laughs) And then when you get to like, you know, fourth, fourth year, he's like telling these huge lies. And it's just like sucking scar. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And people just accept it because they're used to him just using that as an explanation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's a lot more confident than his canon self, so he just sort of bowls through everything. Yeah. He's also a lot more sneaky. Mm-hmm. I really Very much so. like this conversation here. It's like, Draco says, am I to understand you flew a car from King's Cross Station to here? Yep, said Harry. Is there any point in asking why? You remember when I asked you to order Dobby not to steal my mail? Yeah. Well, I forgot to tell you not to have him save my life. So you flew a car to the Hogwarts Express because my house elf wants to save your life? Basically. Yeah. I don't even He's want to know. He's apparently got it in his head that Hogwarts is a walking death trap, and therefore I'm better off with my muggle relatives, in particular my muggle uncle, who could snap at any time and try to strangle me. <laughs> <laughs> therefore, he sealed the portal to the platform, and Ron and I got bored, so we decided not to wait for everyone to fix the mess and just fly here. <laughs> <laughs> that has got to be the stupidest thing I've ever heard. A fine yeah. example of the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> though, you sound like Hermione. <laughs> Do you think he's going to save your life again? Almost certainly. (laughs) So he summons Dobby there and says, I order you to stop trying to save Harry's life. It's very annoying. Just let him stay at Hogwarts. (laughs) Go, Just, just, wait, now go. Thanks. It's just so so quirky. I love it. (laughs) It's so silly. It is pretty silly. Well, it's interesting that it's almost always the snarky Harry that manages to be actual friends with Draco Malfoy. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> well, I mean, in, in canon, Harry is really snarky. <laughs> Harry true. doesn't get Harry doesn't get snarky until, but yeah, it's probably until about fifth, but fifth year or so. Especially like when, uh, what, yeah, the, the the sixth book, you hear him. I mean, he gets snarky with Snape after a while. You're like. This is Harry. This is what you want always Harry to be. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, I think that the thing with, with Harry is he didn't really get snarky. And, and yes, it was during the teen years, but he didn't really get uh, snarky until serious things started happening. And everyone else in his year was acting like everything was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes, somebody mm-hmm. died, but like, you know, every, our lives are still normal. And Harry was like, you know, no, it's not normal. Nothing's normal. Never's gonna, nothing's going to be normal again. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. the thing is, I mean, you don't see it really. You don't really see too many snor- snarky 11, 12-year-olds that much. Right. right. No, not really. Unless, unless you get my child. <laughs> well, I, I don't. I don't know. If that I think was it's because he's entirely about the age. Yeah, it comes it's by it honestly. It's because you are his mother. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah. Also, we do get a little, uh, some sort of slightly snarky comments that Harry just keeps in his head. He just doesn't say them to people as much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this one just doesn't really care what he says to people, and so he says everything. <laughs> right. That is that is true. If you look at some of the internal dialogue during, you know, Prisoner of Azkaban, there is some heavy snark in there. Mm-hmm. It's just that yeah. Harry is very quiet about it. <laughs> it's internal <laughs> snark. Internal snark. And now it's just like Harry doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. All snark all the time. Snark, snark, snark. Snark, snark, snark. Oh. All right, snark. let's keep going. Okay. <laughs> so they leave. Snark. Bye, Draco. Bye, rest of the second year Slytherins I don't like as much as Draco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> run into Hermione and Ginny, who've well, been looking the, all over the, for him. They run into Cedric and Cho, who are off flirting. They've reached the flirting uh, oh, yes. stage of their relationship. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The rest of uh, the twins the are with the, the Quidditch yeah. team and Lee examining the pranking supplies. Oliver and Percy oh. are playing wizard chess. I really like this line because Oliver and Percy were in the same year at Hogwarts. Very few fanfiction authors utilize that mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. like a tool of like their friends because they lived in the same freaking dorm for seven years. Of course they're friends. Yeah. Right. They're very opposite sorts of people, so it doesn't occur to most authors to put them together, but they yeah. would I mean, have been in the dorm together. Right. I mean, they can obviously live together or else, you know, you'd be hearing every other week about Oliver complaining about Percy during canon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously they can tolerate each other and just kind of accept that Oliver's, you know, outdoorsy, like Charlie, and Percy is more, like, indoorsy and studious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it would work. It would be interesting to see more fics with them together. We don't. There yeah. aren't a lot of fics with Oliver or Percy in a major role, let alone right. both of them at once. That's true, I, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they run into... Hermione and Ginny, who've been looking for them. And Ron very bluntly tells them that the platform sealed itself, so we flew Dad's car to the Hogwarts Express. You did what? <laughs> Hermione's like, and Harry's like, I, I guess you don't approve. And Hermione's like, you could have been spotted or killed or, or expelled. Help. <laughs> <laughs> we've been over well, this, Harry- It'll take more than that to expel someone, especially me. My godfather didn't get expelled for trying to feed Professor Snape to a werewolf. <laughs> Isn't your godfather serious black? Oh, yeah. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love the fact that, like, this is true. Oh, it's you completely know, true. Nothing. Like, n- like the only person we know about in canon that got expelled was Hagrid. Right. Yeah. And that was, and that was before you know, Dumbledore was headmaster. Yeah. Right. So, like, yeah. no one, everyone gets 53, you know, chances and. <laughs> yeah. Neville says, why 53? Oh, it's a nice even number. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I just like it that it was, it was Neville that goes, no, it's not. Because he's like, you know, no, Neville's no, counting no, on his fingers. 52, 53. No, no, 52. no. Wait a minute. Doing the math in his head. Come on, mm-hmm. guys. Give Neville a little credit. Yeah. It's fairly easy to tell whether a number's odd or even. I'm pretty in sure fact, Neville could battle number. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just so funny. Harry says, that's not the point. The point is we flew Rod's dad's car halfway to school, and then I used my incredible awesomeness to send it back. Did you see him? <laughs> he, he's buffing his fingernails on his cloak, you know? I'm incredibly awesome. Mm-hmm. He's like 
even cockier than James Potter. And of course, like, like Trisha said, who wouldn't be? You know, you know exactly what's going to happen. Right. Yeah, and you and Draco get along. They're the two cockiest people at school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. So now they're, it, it, yeah, so they go through the welcoming feast, and he actually gets to enjoy the second year welcoming feast Woo-hoo. this year, which is new. Mm-hmm. I kind of mm-hmm. wish they would have told us what the, what the hat song was. Yeah. yeah, but oh well. She, I, I would, well. You know what? J.K. Rowling should really release that. <laughs> <laughs> we should. All right, we, we need to start a tweeting thing and ask J.K. Rowling to. What was uh, the second year? To Easter uh, no, I mean, eggs, the songs for all the seven years. I haven't been, you know, in the fandom strictly speaking for two years. It still bugs the crap out of me that we're missing two years. Like, it's just one of those type A things that we know the songs of every single year except those two years, and that's like, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. I totally forgot about seventh year. <laughs> oh, actually, three year now. Three years now. Because we have two, they were um, in trouble. Four, he had um, fainted and was with Minerva McGonagall and uh, Poppy Pomfrey. Yep. And then seven, which they weren't even at Hogwarts for. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not four? Did we hear the one in year four. three? So I think yes. they were getting the time turner and stuff, or was that after? That no, was, it's, yeah. No, it that's two and three. We had four, but we didn't have three. It was two and three had, and seven. That's right. I'm sorry. Dementors were third year. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I have been, I am rusty. You've been away too long. <laughs> I have been away way too long. <laughs> Good job, Scott. Good catch. <laughs> okay, anyhow. Oh, and so, yes, yeah. they, we have uh, Howler coming in for Ron for breakfast. But Harry knows the muffliato charm, so he muffles it. And all people really get to hear is, Ronald Billy has Weasley! And then... <laughs> and then Harry's yeah. the only person who hears it. <laughs> yeah. The boy who silenced? Wizards <laughs> yeah. sure love their hotfins. <laughs> oh. No one has ever gotten away from a howler before. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't get yeah. away from it. He just muffled it for everybody else. Yep. So. <laughs> I've been reading another series of fics. (laughs) Yeah, where it's uh, it's set during basically the American Revolution, but it's like uh, it starts in England and then moves over there. But it's Sirius's probably great 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 grandmother is the woman who invented Howlers because. Her her daughter, Bellatrix Black the Ravenclaw, who's the first non-Slytherin in, uh, sev- in several generations, decides she wants to get away from her controlling family and moves to America. And uh, so she has to in- invent the Howler to go and uh, chew her out. Ah, there you go. Ah, very interesting. Because you can't operate across the ocean. Mm-hmm. Nope, nope, nope. So... McGonagall gives everybody their schedules and tells Ron and Harry that Ron's parents have flewed over the, their trunks, which at which point Harry remembers that, oh, the trunks were in the trunk. Oh, excuse me, boot. Oops. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's then because he's trying to figure out how they knew he even took the car. Well, that's why, because they left their things in there. Yeah. So there's all the stuff in the car, but no boys. Mm-hmm. What happened? They have vanished. Oh, well, at least they've got their supplies back. Yep, and they want to go get them, but Hermione wants to go to the greenhouses early, and it's their fault because they were irresponsible and forgot them. Yeah, but she still waits and goes with them anyway, mm-hmm. instead of going on her own. Mm-hmm. 
I like how Harry's disappointed that he never didn't get any uh, loss of house plans for um, mm-hmm. taking the car. Yeah. Yes. Because this Harry thinks the house cop is a, a sham, and he's trying his hardest to lose it for Gryffindor. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's basically, a po- he, th- he thinks it's a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But apparently Professor Sprout doesn't care that they're late because she's too busy warding off Gilderoy Lockhart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go away and shut up. I don't care. <laughs> she's trying to do this by body language, and Lockhart is immune to such mundane things as whether or not his listener is seconds away from stabbing him with a spade. <laughs> <laughs> no, he does not ever get the hint. <laughs> yeah. Harry, right? Harry, Harry. <laughs> Of course, it was all my fault. Yeah, Flying a car to Hogwarts. I couldn't have been more shocked. Actually, Professor, that's not the rumor. Mm-hmm. The rumor is I flew onto the Express, and I'm not actually admitting anything, mind you, so you don't have to worry about it. People, think, people won't think you're about an influence on me. Of course, it's our little secret. Stood out by a mile, Harry, Harry, Harry. If Lockhart didn't quit this annoying habit of repeating his name over and over and sounding rather perverted, Harry couldn't possibly be held responsible for his actions during the Cornish Pixie lesson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, I know that you've been wanting public public. I can't say the word publicity. Publicity. Oh man, my brain just went completely blank. And you know, Harry's like, I didn't even make it on this front page. There's more proof that. Draco Malfoy is the love child of Narcissa Malfoy and Professor Snape. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did hear about that. <laughs> Poor Draco. <laughs> Such a touching love story. <laughs> Lockhart has made sure to mention that in his autobiography now. Of course. Yep. The modern day Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> oh, dear. Mm-hmm. Well, well, and I love the fact that it's you know in in reality it's really Harry that came close to being the love child of of Snape and Lily. Like, oh, it's true. true. <laughs> well, presumably, if they'd actually gotten along long enough for you know Lily and Snape to have a child, he would have just been Snape's son instead of her being married to James. But yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh well. And I, anyway. love, I love Professor Sprout because, where have you been? Or, or, or where were you? I was chatting to Professor Lockhart about our, how famous we both are. <laughs> <laughs> so she takes points away. Yay! Yes! Yay! But Hermione's already earned 50, so. Yeah, no! Curses foiled again. Face it, mate, says Ron. Dumbledore likes you way too much to let you lose the house cup. Yeah, or he hates me too much. So, it's just... Now that we've brought Harry Potter up to speed, get your earmuffs on, everybody. (laughs) Apparently, the the lowest ever house point total was 116, which was Gryffindor 1978, the Marauders 7. I really really want to know what happens. (laughs) That's when the noodle incident happened. That's right, the noodle incident. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we find Colin. We find Colin. Yes. I am Colin Creepy. I'm a Gryffindor, too. I know. I saw you sorted. You did? Can I have a picture? Sure, says Harry. And he gives it the camera to Hermione because she's the most likely to know how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
And Ron thinks this is weird because Harry doesn't like fame. He doesn't like it when people get all starstruck and stuff, but he just gave Colin this picture anyway. And it's like, it, he reminds me of a friend of mine who died. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just leave me alone. <laughs> who happens to also be him, but I'm not telling you that. Right. <clears throat> yeah. And then we go in for L- Gilderoy Lockhart's <laughs> test. Oh, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> I love Harry's answers. Yeah. What, what is, is Gilderoy Lockhart's favorite color? Famous. Famous. Hot magenta. <laughs> <laughs> what is Gilderoy Lockhart's secret ambition? To be able to take credit for every dangerous magical creature that's defeated anywhere in Europe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, in your opinion, is Gilderoy Lockhart's greatest achievement to date? The building, the building and management, management of this adoring fan base. There you go. It's, it's a, oh, and the last question, 53. When is birthday and what his ideal gifts? <laughs> Recent defeat of magical creatures and mysterious manners with no witnesses. Yep. <laughs> and everybody, Gilderoy's looking through, looking through, and all of a sudden he gets to Harry's and he's like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, and he just sort of shakes his head. <laughs> Hold, hold on one second, get her yell at Auric. Auric! Auric! Best sound effects for Patricia. I have it covered up. Uh, he's asleep. Hold on, I gotta go get him. Continue without Oh, darn, I was gonna eat so chocolate. I, I, told, I told a friend of mine about um, PFW, and she is... She started from episode one. Oh, dear. Oh, wow. She's got a ways to go. She, she absolutely loves Ryan and and Jen and Rina. Nice. That's good. And I'm just like, and she'll like bring up some point and I'm just like, I don't remember. And just like, really? I'm just like, do you know how many episodes of this podcast we have? That was nine years ago. That was a very long time ago. I still haven't I have listened to all many the of original those. ones because I keep meaning to read the stories and listen along with them, and I never do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, they're all. I, I, I'm with you, uh, Scott. I haven't listened to all of them either. Um, and you know, it's just it, it's funny to have like be watching someone like completely fall in love mm-hmm. with something that you've been in love with for such a long time. <laughs> I know. It's so much fun to watch it happen. I started with episode one the other day and listened to one, two, and three before I got sidetracked by other things. I mean, it it brings you back, and it's great to be back in that place where, like, you first fell in love, but you can never fall in love, you know, for the first time ever. No. So it's kind of like reading Harry Potter for the first time. Like, watching somebody read Harry Potter for the first time, it's just like, just let, let me just, like, sit here and just, like, let you watch, you know, you just, like, turn each page. Right. Because it's just that, like, really happy feeling. Somebody I follow on Facebook is reading Harry Potter for the first time. And she's like, no spoilers, but... And then we're like, oh, have so much fun. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... it's. I'm getting more... I'm actually getting more joy out of getting to watch her fall in love with Puffa than I got joy out of falling in love with Puffa myself. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm here. I'm sorry. I That's okay. No worries. Yeah, he needs to go to school tomorrow. He gave me a chance to eat chocolate, so it's okay. Okay. Yep. I'm always in favor of that. Chocolate, yay. Makes you happy. Except for me, not That's me. That's true. It does not make oh. me happy. That's what no good. What did we do? What did we do? Nothing. Okay. We talked about other I things. I can't have... We talked about other things, and, and now we've been talking about the fact that I can't have chocolate. Uh, that's all right. I can't have dairy anymore. Yeah. Which is sad, but 
you're not the only person, actually. I know someone here. I, now I can't remember who it is, but someone we were doing stuff on the holidays with was allergic to chocolate. So yeah. We'll yeah. give it two weeks. I won't be allergic to chocolate anymore. <laughs> Everything keeps changing. I am so pa- pausing the podcast for a moment. I have this thing called mast cell activation disorder, our disease. It's basically where your allergies change from day to day, hour to hour. So you never know like what is going to trigger an allergy attack ever. Yeah. So you kind of have to like all sorts of fun. I mean, like fatigue can trigger it, heat can trigger it, food can trigger it, like everything can trigger you, and you can go into anaphylaxis at any point. That's fun. Not so much. I was going to say for a certain value of fun, but you know, <laughs> that, that is fun in the fact that it makes life really, really interesting. And that that is, I'm using the Firefly definition of interesting, which is, oh god, oh god, we're all gonna die. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. At least you have, a, you know what? You gotta have a good sense of humor about it. Yeah, you have that. So that's the that's the best thing. It's just one of those things of yeah, yeah, you know, every everything that I do is just kind of like a roll of the dice. It's like you know, something might happen, something might not. You know, like you never know. <laughs> it's like Russian roulette. With everything re- no, I do, seriously, it really is like I Russian know. roulette. I know. <laughs> That's not so funny. <laughs> I feel my life is now Russian roulette. <laughs> Not good. It's all good. It's but all good. You could be in Gilderoy Lockhart's ha- class when he releases the Pixies. So I could, and then I'd be allergic to the Pixies because feel- that's how my life goes, mm-hmm. and then that would be bad. And not only mm-hmm. would you be, you know, breaking out in hives, but they would lift you up by your ears and hang you from the chandelier like they would never. <laughs> while I couldn't, while I couldn't breathe. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh dear. Are that would be awesome. I want that next level. year for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, okay. Harry, well, they turn him they loose. Loved- Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, they turn him loose and he does the pesky, 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 And Harry's like, why don't you try Immobilus? And he's like, oh, good. And then he gets 50 points. And Harry's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no matter what I do, it's no escaping. Just <laughs> Got to stop flaunting your incredible awesomeness, Harry. Yeah, poor Harry. So and Harry finds himself unable to eat at dinner, which is worrisome because he's a growing preteen boy. But it's because everybody's going, "Yay, house points!" and he's going, "Uh, house points." <laughs> <laughs> Gryffindor's up 112 points. Dang! <laughs> Only Snape looked as sick as Harry felt. <laughs> yeah. So doesn't he move over to the? Oh no, yes, he goes off to Ravenclaw. Yeah. <laughs> She says, hello, is anything the matter? It's only the first day of school, and Gryffindor already has an 80-point lead, and it's all my fault. Yeah. Oh, well. And Luna is Luna, and I love her. Well, she starts talking about rat spurts. No one ever believes me. Why are you here? Because I couldn't be around them anymore. Yeah. And last year when this happened, he went and sat with the Slytherins. He said, yeah, but I'm kind of avoiding Draco right now, because, you know, I... Started up that rumor again. <laughs> yep. Besides, I like you. We only met yesterday. Ah, uh, but what a meeting it was. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But let's talk about you. Are the other Ravenclaws treating you okay? <laughs> Apparently, they think she's under his protection. <laughs> yep. And they're all... I, I feel... I love, uh, and oh god, not, not again, I've, I've always pictured that even the seventh years are like kind of like wary of Harry. <laughs> like, oh yeah. 
I would be. <laughs> and Lin- Luna's apparently playing into the crack fake a little bit as well, because they haven't, her housemates haven't laughed at one of her theories even once, so she's going to just keep coming up with more and more outlandish ones until they crack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I feel like in this version, the universe, Luna's just a, a little bit of a seer that she knows that Harry's from the future, mm-hmm. but she's not going to say anything about it. But like, you know, she's kind of aware that like he's not in his time. So she's kind of aware that like Harry's kind of messing with people. I think Luna would be like that even in canon. She's just got yes, that way. No. She's got that way. And, and, but it's, it's kind of up to for debate in canon. And I think it's much clearer, more specific, specific here that mm-hmm. Luna's definitely kind of knowing what's going on with Harry. Well, the mm-hmm. thing is, I think it's because, I mean, Luna has, he has met Luna right in that, for, in that first year and has embraced her quirkiness. So. Yes. I think she's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. You're, you're, okay. I understand why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, Poor Harry gets cornered by Lockhart, who says, um, quite interesting answers on that quiz yesterday. I'm wondering what exactly you know about. And Harry says, your habit of tracking down well-meaning, but plebiscit. <laughs> and there is again, I cannot say this word tonight. Shy individuals who rid their local populace of whatever form of magical creature ails them and obliviating them. <laughs> and Lockhart's like, um, yeah, that. Well, it's what certainly not very nice, but. They obviously would have That's published That's highly illegal you thing that you do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. She says, there's nothing I could do to change the fact you stole those people's memories and their accomplishments, and since Professor Dumbledore believes in unlimited second chances, he wouldn't do anything about it even if I told him. So basically, as long as you don't try to obliviate me or one of my friends, I don't really plan on doing anything. Oh, and if you try to try to steal one of my accomplishments, I will beat you to death with a paper napkin. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> beat someone with, to death with a paper napkin? I'll have fun trying. <laughs> I could just imagine him following Lockhart around, just going, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and, and, and strictly speaking, you wouldn't, you know, just leave it unfolded. You would probably wind it up super tight and then, like, you know, whack him with Wet it. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wet it down, stuff. like, yeah. Make it into a shiv. <laughs> that would be stabbing, not beating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're going, now we're going to play Quidditch. Mm-hmm. Clicking noises. What the heck is clicking noises? And I freaking love that Harry did made Colin Creevy his personal, personal photographer. <laughs> yeah. And George is like, why do you need a personal photographer? <laughs> I don't, but, you know, if Colin wants to do it, I might as well let him. Mm-hmm. So I set up with the Daily Prophet, and anytime they do a, a story featuring me, they just contact Colin. Mm-hmm. And they say, they'll send him a, an appropriate uh, photo, which is actually, you know, kind of an interesting, you know, a, a good idea even in canon, because, you know, Colin hero worships Harry so much that he never sends the, the Prophet an embarrassing photo of Harry. No. Oh, yeah. He goes, I got the idea from Lockhart. Man's a media genius. <laughs> I love the genius uh-huh. is underlined. <laughs> yeah. It's not my version, but, you know. Oh, it's not? No, I, I, have the, I have the EPUB version. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's an underline on fanfiction.net, and then something in the next page, next sentence is bold. As George something, says, well. I know something is bolded, but I don't, I don't think uh, the EPUB translator translates underlines very well. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. So. I wonder why the two different 
forms of emphasis. But anyway, so, George says, well, I guess he'd have to be good at something. Cause, mm-hmm. yeah, he's obviously not good at much else. And then the Slytherin Quidditch team shows up in full gear. Yeah. So obviously Colin's not a Slytherin spy because, you know, they're here themselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. In the flesh. And so they, uh, Wood yells, Flint, this is our practice. Clear out. Yeah. And Flint's like, there's plenty of room for all of us, but I booked it. Yeah, this is pretty much from canon. Mm-hmm. Except, well, um, and I, I love that the author puts in, like, logical exclamation. Expl- expl- <laughs> See, it's, it's rubbing amazing. off. It's catching. <laughs> it's contagious. Oh, no. Exclamations. Um, damn it. I can't say this word ever. Ex- explanation. I will get this word. I will. About how, um, like the Slytherins are doing something, like, that seems really nasty and canon, like showing up and interrupting the Gryffindor Quidditch practice mm-hmm. time and giving it a, a, a reasonable kind of, I can't say the word. Somebody say the word for me. Exclamation. Explanation. Yeah. Thank you. Where it's just kind of like, oh, well, Flint was just lazy. Or Flint was busy because of newts. Mm-hmm. And so he forgot. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, that's way less malicious than, you know, interrupting it to make sure Gryffindor sucks. Well, which is, you know, totally why they're doing it. And they're like, well, we came to practice with our new brooms. And Harry's like, oh, good. I'm so glad you got those new brooms. And it's like, what do you mean? And Harry's like, well, it's because... I bought Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, and Hufflepuff teams. <laughs> New Same brooms. 2001s each, too. And Draco's just like, oh. <laughs> Why didn't you buy the silver team I mean, you have no way knowing that I would do that. That was <laughs> Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. The scar. The scar told me. Psychic scar. But now our advantage is gone. Aww. Poor Think of it this way, says Harry. If you hadn't bought the team brooms, you'd get flattened in every match. You've saved Slytherin from a year of horribly humiliating slaughters. Yes. <laughs> that makes him feel better. Savior! I like how the rest of the Gryffindor team wants to just give Slytherin their practice time because Wood never told them that they were going to have an early practice, so they each got two hours of sleep last night. Yeah, because they were all playing poker. <laughs> I think that's what they were playing. Yes. I like the fact that, that, you know, obviously 13-year-olds and 12-year-olds, this is so like a, like, you know, mm-hmm. private school, like, you know, dorm thing to do. 12 and 13-year-olds are playing poker. As long you as it's what? not strip I poker, we're good. I can't say anything because my son has played poker at the YMCA of all places <laughs> 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 when he was in kindergarten. Okay. There you go. Wow. They they play poker. I mean, they. I mean, it's you can't say anything bad because it was adding and all this other stuff too. But yeah, they he played. He learned how to play poker when he was like in kindergarten, and they <laughs> they played they played for Lego Lego blocks. Hey, there I mean, you go. <laughs> we basically. I mean, my uh, my family basically taught me how to play. I mean, not poker. Um, it's a game called Texas Forty Two. But like, I was like, you know, five. <laughs> Oh yeah, when I was five and my brother was three, grandma had us playing cards. Yeah. And if, if I lost and got upset, she'd make me go in the bathroom and cry. Go sit on the toilet and cry. 
So it was Texas 42. It's kind of like hearts as a partner game. Mm-hmm. And was, there was a rule growing up where husbands and wives are not allowed to play as partners. Okay. Um, cause it gets nasty. <laughs> if your partner doesn't have what you need. Mm. So we, we don't want to fight. We don't want to be a relationship ruiner. No. It's basically no one wants to end up on the couch, so we're not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) And then, so we move on and we find out that Harry's been avoiding Ginny, but he didn't realize he was avoiding Ginny. Yeah. But Ron tells him he is. Because Ron has a clue here. I don't know why Ron has a clue, but he does. Because it's crap. (laughs) That's true. Yay for Kubel Ron. Yay, Kubel Ron. I mean... The author essentially hit Ron upside the head with a crack stick. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, it could have been stick. that napkin. It could have been the napkin. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah. And Harry's just happy that she doesn't have the diary. Yep. Even though that probably means that Peter does. Mm-hmm. Which is bad. It is bad. So we'll have to see where that goes, but at least he doesn't have to, you know, um, Go and save her from giant basilisk and all of that. We hope. Yes. Yeah. But he figures he, he realizes he has been avoiding her, but he figures he had good reasons to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't want to ruin what he, he, he well, and it's, you know, you're scared. If you go back in time, you, you're scared that you're going to ruin the things that you love about your life. Right. And this is so sad about Harry's life. Ginny is literally the only thing that Harry loves that much about his life. That he's avoiding it. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is... Yeah, it, everything it, else he doesn't really care as long as it works. But the thing is, in so many ways, like, if he does something... I've not, her not having the diary, too, it, it's also made Jenny who she is by having that diary. Right. Yeah, and he worries about and that. So, it, and so that's that's the thing that you kind of have to worry. I'm like, there's some things you... Yeah, I mean, help. Yeah, I would do anything if I was Harry, too, to not let Jenny have that diary because she doesn't deserve it. But the thing is, it's also made who she is. Right. So. Well, and I don't know. Maybe this is me sitting here, you know, being all of, you know, nearly 27 and unmarried. But, like, you know, loves come and loves go. And I think what Harry... If, if this were a serious fic... What Harry would, wouldn't be missing is this ex- experience is going to change him as well. Mm-hmm. And so he's not going to be the same Harry that, you know, 17 year old Harry who ended up with Ginny was. So it, it's this kind of thing of like, you know, even if you love a person doesn't mean, you know, that, you know, it makes it a bad thing that you fall in love with somebody else. Because, you know, you're going to be a different person by the things that you experience, no matter how, you know, blithely you kind of take the experience. It definitely, like, changes you. Yeah. So. And speaking of experiences that change us, T.K. Rowling finished Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows nine years ago today. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, today's been a sad day. Because today was also the day, for those of you in listener land, today was also the day that David Bowie passed away. Or yesterday, but yeah, everyone's but hearing about it, today. about it today. My brother was here earlier, apparently, and I said to mom, I told mom, I said, did you know that David Bowie died? And she said, is that what happened? Your brother was here earlier, and he said, David Bowie's all over the internet. I wonder what's going on. And my mom said, well, he just <laughs> released a record. Maybe that's it. Mike's like, oh, that's it. 
and off on his merry way he goes. So he has no idea Aww. that David Bowie has passed away, or he might have got it. That was I begin. I'd like to say uh, rest in peace, David Bowie, uh, great artist. Oh. One-of-a-kind singer, uh, songwriter, actor, fashion icon, mad genius, uh, who also had one of the greatest senses of humor of anyone I've ever met. Look up here, I'm in heaven. You have the coolest hair in rock and roll. Thank you I, very I have much. to say that right now. Does he not? Doesn't he have the... He doesn't think so, the guy there. It's because he has no hair. <laughs> Davy Jones. Yes, it was Davy Jones. And then. in the 60s, you had to change it because... Wicked the Monkeys came along, and they were just getting popular when I was just starting my career, so I very wisely changed it to Tom Jones. <laughs> True story. True story. I was Tom Jones for about a couple of weeks, and just as I was doing the photo session, he released his first record, It's Not Unusual, and so... Right. Then I moved on through. Then you were David Cassidy. That David Cassidy. And one of the most innovative forces in modern entertainment, David Bowie. <laughs> you remember me as the babe. Babe with the power. Power voodoo. You do. Remind me as the babe. Quiet! There's nothing to be afraid of. A world where anything seems possible, and nothing is what it seems. Everything I've done, I've done for you. Uh, we were just talking about him last week. Yeah. We wished him a happy birthday, showed a clip from his video, and now, now he's not with us anymore. But we should all celebrate him for all the fantastic work he's done. The World of Labyrinth. No, yeah, I, I, I was gonna say, did we lose Cat? I, I spent most of the afternoon kind of being a little misty, listening to David I'm Bowie. Just, mm -hmm. Listening to David Bowie, I love David Bowie. He was like, I mean, the thing is, he like he shaped so much of music mm -hmm. as we know it, and like it, it's, it's a, I was kind of like you know sitting you know and in wonderment because. The last time I felt this horrible was when Brian Jakes died. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And of course, you know, thinking back to like authors that I love, you know, I'm thinking, you know, in hopefully 50 years, there's going to be a day that, you know, we're going to be sitting around and we're going to all hear that J.K. Rowling has passed away. And like, no, she's not, she's magical. She can. <laughs> she's magical. Yeah. She's going to live forever. We and that's just, I mean, such things. <laughs> But I mean, we, we all have, there are all these people that touch our lives and, you know, eventually we're all mortal and we all pass away and, mm -hmm. and, you know, move mm -hmm. on or don't move on depending on what you believe. And it's hard to like, you know, kind of sit in those moments and then the moments all tie together and mm -hmm. you remember all the people who have touched your lives and completely you know, non-direct ways. Like, these people have never met you. They will never know that you exist. But, like, they change your life. Right. They do. Okay. They do something that that touches your life and changes your life. It's true. I mean, yeah. look, what jo look what Joe's done for all of us. Yeah. And she'll never know. She'll I mean, never I think know. She well, has, unless she, she listens to Puffa, but... Yeah. But, I mean, I think she has some idea. But, I, I mean, I, I don't think anyone could ever really understand the scope 
of how deeply, you know, you touch somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's hard to know from the outside. Even if you know the person, you don't necessarily know the impact that you have on them because you are not them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for someone like these people who are, you know, adored by thousands, uh, they obviously are never going to meet a whole of those people. But mm-hmm. Right. And as far as David Bowie goes, like I never really considered myself a fan of his. I, I don't have like albums and such. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. as I'm sort of going through, it surprises me how many of his songs I know that I didn't realize were his. Right. Well, no, so even if you're not a fan of David Bowie's, I mean, at least for our generation, and, you know, I have a couple friends who are, you know, 17 or younger who aren't as aware, but like he was the Goblin King. Right. In mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. You know, that's all what, of us know who David Bowie is. That's what I was thinking of yeah. because we watched Labyrinth for... Yeah. The, I know him from that the and from the Christmas song with Bing Crosby, mostly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it, it... I mean, and I know him from mostly from, you know, the stuff he did with Queen. But, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it it's kind of... Yeah, this this whole thing of they'll touch, you know, millions with what they do. It's kind of amazing to think of that, that something that you do could touch millions of people. Oh, I don't, I, I have, I'm, I'm halfway through my novel. I could never dream of ever touching that many people. Oh yeah. It's amazing to me that 500 people listen to us. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) You know, it's like, how does this happen? Uh, Yeah. It's just crazy. I'm not sure why more of them don't come post on the forum, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I know, really. Come and join us. We're bored and lonely. <laughs> Julia, I'm busy. Julia we make our wants, own fun. wants to have some. Actually, Julia now is busy too, so she probably won't be at the forum nearly as much as she's been. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I'm writing did, like three or four stories, and I've got other people that, with the other fandoms. I really My don't go by the forum as much as I used to either. Just every, every once in a while, I'll pop in and mm-hmm. comment on well, the weather. The, but, the, the, the thing is, like, Sue will say, like, we're having a really busy time on the forum, and I'll post something, or I'll post, like, four things, and no one comments for, like, two hours. And I'm just like, yeah, I got to go do other things, guys. <laughs> well, Julia posted on December 27th that she has been on the forum for 300 days. <laughs> Which that is three times more than I have. Is a lot. <laughs> Yeah. I haven't made it to a I think that's more than all of us. Yeah. yeah. She, I, if I remember correctly, and I'm going to look right now, she has the long, she's been on the forum the longest of anybody. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about and think it's weird that we've managed to make 300 days out of eight years, <laughs> um, <laughs> the forum registers time by time you actually spend actively doing things on the forum. It's not like she's been registered for 300 days. It's that she has 300 days of cumulative time. Right. Which is and a actually, lot. Break it down. the amount of time that you post on, mm-hmm. on, on a board. I think it counts like a couple minutes before and a couple minutes after. Yeah, I don't know but, that you have to actually post. It's just a matter of that you are actively doing something. Yeah, so you loading can't, pages and things. You can't be That's there... Right. And just leave it okay. up and and have it count. But if you are doing stuff, yep. although she does have some way of doing it where it, it pays more attention. So, yeah, Julia is the top one. She's got a 301 days. P.S. is in second place with 264. And I am in third place with 167. 
Very nice. Yep. And I've just beaten out Ryan with who's at 162. Oh, go Sue. Yeah. Go Sue. Yay. So. No, it's, I just, I'm just way too busy for the forum. It's, which is fine. Yeah. I, I mean, do so much. Mm-hmm. If you go by actual for post count, Sue works. wins. Yes. Yeah. But Sue also posts everything for us. <laughs> all the announcements, all podcast releases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyhow. But I suppose we should go back to our fic because we are yes. bad and off topic. Who us? We are not Never. bad. We are not off topic. But David Bowie passed away, and it, it, it's we we have to acknowledge that. Yes. We are all on a different it. topic, is the thing. Yes, I'm glad that we did Shut acknowledge up. that. It's a week before Halloween. It's we have we changed chapters already? Yes. Yeah. Before- all right. <laughs> yes. Harry's agreed to stop vo- avoiding Ginny, and now they're back to September. Does the time passes? Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's a and week. Percy comes to talk to Harry because something's going on. What's happening? Oh, he's brought the Daily Prophet, and Harry doesn't know what's going on because he only reads the Quibbler. Mm-hmm. He signed up to be their spokesperson. Yes. Well, there's Can an I article say, I love about this you. Fic, they actually use pens and paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that Harry gets that going to going. Yeah, yeah. and um, he's got, he's submitted this article about he, how he's donated brooms to three houses in Malfoy to the last one, and he told them to put it on the front page, and he was wondering how why it was taking so long. They must have had some actual news to report for once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what Percy's worried about is that he's spent way too much money, and he doesn't think that's a good thing for Harry to have spent so much money on all the brooms for everybody, especially since several of them are for Weasleys, and he's feeling uncomfortable about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He says, relax, Percy, I've got it all taken care of. And Percy's like, what'd you do, befriend a leprechaun colony? And Harry's like, well, leprechaun gold goes away after a few hours. (laughs) Percy's like, really? (laughs) I didn't know that. And... I love the, you know, the fact that Percy has found it in, him, in himself to step in as far as Harry Potter's finances, even mm-hmm. though he has no idea what Harry Potter's finances look like. Yeah. You know, I've got money to burn. Don't worry about it. Apparently, this is one of the fix where Harry, uh, where James Potter was, you know, richer than, you make know, a, God. Make a super awesome rich? Yeah. It's fifty dollar galleons for every picture of himself. Mm-hmm. Yes, and twenty. He gets twenty percent of that from Colin. Yes, and percentage of Quibbler sales and action figures and plushies, and he's going through the whole <laughs> nine yards here. He's got a clothing line news. with lightning bolts on them. <laughs> Can I just now picture like um, Harry Potter trademarking the lightning bolt? Yes, you know, it's mine. <laughs> Harry Potter trademarking Harry Potter. Yeah. As well, Professor Lockhart said I might as well merchandise. And Percy says, I'm starting to think you spend way too much time with that man. Merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. Merchandising, yeah. Well, I guess I just won't donate 5,000 galleons to the library. Never mind. Go right ahead, says do, Percy. Do whatever you want. Yeah. And now, now it's Halloween, and he's gotten in trouble for tracking in mud. So Filch yells at him. So then he vanishes the mud and Filch yells at him again for showing off. And then he gets cornered by Nick and has to go to the Nick's party. 
Mm-hmm. And, of course, now he's caught outside the Chamber of Secrets with the cat. The yep. dead cat. Petrified, but yes. Yes. And she's not Harry, dead yet! <laughs> Harry is the one who, say, who says that she's been petrified, which makes Filch all the more suspicious. Mm-hmm. Is that a confession? No, I just recognize the symptoms. It's <laughs> like, and since when were you such an expert on petrification? Since about halfway through the summer, when my scar told me the Chamber of Secrets would be opened by an unregistered rat out of mages who is believed to be dead, who is being possessed by an evil diary, and that in the Chamber of Secrets there's a basilisk, and looking at the basilisk would petrify a bunch of students. And Mrs. Norris. <laughs> <laughs> Basilisks don't petrify people. They kill people. Everyone knows that. Your <clears throat> scar clearly hasn't put much thought into this. <laughs> but Mrs. Norris only saw the reflection. Ha <laughs> Yes. And how would you know what basilisk eyes look like? No one has ever seen them and lived to tell the tale. I asked Myrtle. <laughs> how would Myrtle know? <laughs> well, she was killed last year, last time the Chamber of Secrets was open. Yeah, we were interviewing all the ghosts at St. Sir Nicholas's party, and they were also very eager to tell us how they died. I think it's a bit like old people and their grandchildren, really, says Lou. Steve's <laughs> <laughs> like, you didn't come to the feast because you were at a party for ghosts? They don't serve anything that hasn't been rotten for at least two weeks. Well, we brought some sandwiches from the kitchens. <laughs> And Snape takes 20 points for stealing Hogwarts food and bothering the house elves. And Luna says, oh, he's not bothering them. They adopted him last week. <laughs> adopted? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. mm, They've decided he's an honorary house elf based on his stories of how his relatives treat him. I must say I'm very jealous. Well, not about getting treated as one by my family. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Miss Lovegood. I love it. I see. McGonagall says, trying to regain her equilibrium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One-two punch from Harry and Luna. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and McGonagall wants to take points, but Harry convinces them that he's a terrible influence, and he talked him into it, so Snape takes away ten more points. Yes. Well, and I love the fact that, you know, even in Crackback, the adults are completely ignoring the blatant references to abuse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like, oh, the Dursleys are abusing Harry. Yeah, we know about that. Well, to be fair, it was sort of buried in the middle of a, a rather long Luna thing. Mm-hmm. And everybody uh, yes. kind of like just, yeah, uh, tunes her out. The glaze over when Luna starts rambling. <laughs> <laughs> Your head's first is bent. That's why, it's, yep. that's why her equilibrium was off. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you sure it wasn't uh, the Roxburghs? Yeah, because it's a mm-hmm. pandemic, apparently. <laughs> it is a pandemic. Yeah. And Harry's, <laughs> Harry's defending uh, Snape taking points from him because he really wants to lose those points. Of course he does. <laughs> well, it's very fair, Professor. I should know better. Alone is only a first year. <laughs> I love this. We went to the party. We have tons of witnesses. Of course, they're all dead. You're not a livingist, is, are you? <laughs> 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 the quibblers are trying to bring people's attentions to these little-known prejudices, but clearly you don't subscribe. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yep. Oh, and they've been this long because they wanted to interview every ghost, and Snape wants to know why they were coming through this corridor upstairs to go back to the Great Hall, and Luna says, well, I heard the walls hissing. I wanted to investigate. 
Yeah. And Harry's like, well, why were the students returning from the feast up here if that corridor is nowhere near the Great Hall? Which is, yeah, somewhat of a plot point, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not that it really isn't anywhere near the Great Hall. It's just that it's one floor up. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I think that the, the issue is that we have never seen an actual map of Hogwarts, so we don't know, like, where floors are all the time. This is true. Mm-hmm. Well, they move. All the stairs move. This is, this is, no, the stairs move. The floors don't move. We do know that if you read through Chamber of Secrets, they're going towards the Great Hall. Harry hears the voice and is like, I hear it again, and dashes upstairs. Right. And then gets But then you don't, you lose, yeah, you lose track of how far they go because she's, you know, it's the chase thing of you don't know how long they've been chasing. It's just that they're chasing. So it could be that they're across uh, the castle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't know where exactly it's related. We know it's, we just know it's the second floor because Myrtle's is the second floor girl's bathroom. Right. Yeah. But we don't know like where they are in in space. So it it just, it's one of those things of, I think it could have a map Everywhere, everything happened. Yes. They really should release the actual Marauders map, not Mm -hmm. the one with weird blank spaces in the middle and stuff. Yeah. Well, and and it would be cool if she did the Marauders map with like uh, time lapse, right? So like you would see, you could see all of first year and then all of second, and then you just like go through like the timeline of like Mm. where everything happened. That would be Mm -hmm. cool. Could put that on Pottermore. That could be a thing. (laughs) That would be a cool thing. Hmm. That would be correct, very cool. JK. Yep. Yeah. If you're take listening, notes, Joe. Just make us a map. <laughs> we want a map, we, Joe. Make us a map. Want, and we want three hat songs. Three yeah. more hat, hat songs. songs and a map. <laughs> Our it's list of demands for JK Rowling. Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't think I can what? sign off on no. demanding things from Joe. Asking, maybe, but not demanding. In, 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 in early days, we did kind of, you know, send hate mail to her via Jen, so... Mm. Oh, dear. We didn't. No. This is true. We were Jen, Jen as a host of Potterfic Weekly, <laughs> yes. was just a little upset about something, you know... <laughs> something about, uh, you know, Hedwig, maybe? I don't remember what happened. There was something in a, in, about an epilogue. Uh, yeah. I actually ignore <laughs> the epilogue status, especially since she came out with Hermione and Fred, and I'm just like, nope, epilogue. They undeaded Fred, and then Hermione and Fred ended up together, and now I'm happy. <laughs> Who, what, how, what, huh? What? Okay, J.K. Rowling came out with, with a release. She, mm-hmm. like, comes out with these releases now, apparently. Right. She tweets um, them. She came out with a release, and um, apparently, originally, Fred and Hermione were supposed to end up together. Uh, okay. I oh, could see that working. Oh, poor Ron. I have read a fic in which it was George. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm I'm crossing out the epilogue of Doom. They undeaded Fred. Mm-hmm. He had fox ears. And then Hermione and and then Hermione realized that Ron was still a moron who kept leaving them for you know any time that you know shit went down, and and then she yeah she started dating Fred, and things got little little awkward during you know Christmas, but it's okay. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. This Shut is up. Catverse. Okay. Catverse works. We'll just yeah. let it go. I love I love Fred. I know. Yes, I understand. <laughs> Yeah, poor Luna. Oh, She's man. like, I heard hissing. Are you a parcel mouth? No, I can just hear him hiss. Mm-hmm. And Harry gives and Filch. Filch has his 
breakdown about being a squib. Mm-hmm. And Perry says, well, yeah, I do know that, but I'm against discriminating against people who happen to be dead. It's highly unlikely I have a problem with people who happen to not have magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And he gives a mandrake potion, and, of course, Snape's like, clearly Potter knows more than he's letting on. And yeah. he says, you know, it's because I, of his I knew, my scar told me that there was going to be a basilisk, so I've had three vows of potion on me ever since I stepped through the doors. Yeah, really, I confess to you that I knew at some point a basilisk was going to be set loose on the school, and you think I'm hiding something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, off to so bed. Dumbledore sends him off to bed. and I just, like, it, it's just, like, called the Great Pumpkin. <laughs> the references to the Great Pumpkin. <laughs> Yeah. And Santa. Like, Santa has yeah. elves. Now we have the He's got the house elves making giant chocolate pumpkins and delivering them to everyone in the castle in the middle of the night. <laughs> Honestly, think Cedric ever heard of, of Charlie Brown? I suppose not. Good thing, too, because... Well, because... <laughs> This summer he was he was talking about the Great Pumpkin and Cedric did, told him that he didn't believe it and right. so they he made a bet with with uh, with Cedric that whether he can prove it be able to yeah prove the existence of the Great Pumpkin. So Harry, now he scores like the house elves. Like fraud. <laughs> yeah, we're just Great Pumpkin helpers. Like Santa has elves. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing Cedric's never heard of Charlie Brown because I heard the only way to really summon the Great Pumpkin is through a satanic ritual. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's a good Luna, thing I didn't do that. What have I told you about fact checking? Never ever do it unless your godfather has been thrown into Azkaban without a trial. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. So Harry walks her up, walks her basically home, and then he goes to send Sirius a message saying, Peter's shown up. Yeah. Name the time and place. He's started things with Mrs. Norris. Mm hmm. And I was going to mention, I have actually read a fic that's kind of backwards to that, in which Ethan Rain summons the Great Pumpkin because he thinks it's going to be some great chaotic thing and do his bidding, and then the Great Pumpkin takes him out because he's mean. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah. All right. Anyway. All right. Good night, Trisha. Thanks for hanging with us for as long as you did. Thank you. Thanks, guys. This is fun. This is fun. I like it. I really like it. It was nice talking to you, Trisha. It is fun. We'll catch you next week for the next ten chapters. Yep. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. The next morning, Cedric calls out and says, I still don't believe you. Yeah. There's no such thing as a great pumpkin. And how else do you just explain the delightful and thoughtful Halloween gift? I don't know. I don't know what you're it. calling <laughs> yeah. God, you're starting to sound like Snape. Mm-hmm. The great pumpkin is not real. See? You'll say you don't believe in Santa Claus. I don't believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> Silence! Not hear your lies. <laughs> Good day. I never believed in Santa Claus. Aww. And Jenny says, I'm not entirely sure I believe in this great pumpkin, but if he's willing to give me massive amounts of chocolate, I can play along. Yeah, yeah that's the spirit. Just don't ask Luna. Okay. If the teachers heard some of her theories on the Great Pumpkin, they might ban future visits. <laughs> Trisha left, and then we got the snort. Something is definitely wrong in our universe. <laughs> so everybody's looking. The comes rushing up because she cannot find Hogwarts a history. The two copies have been checked out, and. 
Terry's like, didn't Everybody I give you Stop the world. We need to find Hogwarts history. Didn't yeah. I give you Hogwarts history? Well, there's so many Lockhart books that I didn't, I couldn't bring it with me. And Harry just head desks. Yeah. Ron's like, you wasted all that space with Lockhart books, but couldn't bring Hogwarts a history? Oh, no, you don't have a crush on him at all. No, no. Have your parents outlet. Oh, they're so uncomfortable with owls. <laughs> yeah. And Harry, uh, you know, uh, Harry's like, why didn't you wake me? And they're like, we tried, but you started hexing us. I don't remember this. Well, that's because you were asleep. Yeah, apparently he sleeps with his wand under his pillow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, you know, it's perfectly reasonable. I'm sure Ginny had a way of waking Harry up, you know, mm-hmm. in their old life. Like, mm-hmm. because obviously, you know, the the boy has been so, through so much hell, you know, that he's, he's got probably PSD. not going to, yeah. And you were literally on the run for a year. You're going to want your wand close at hand. Well, it's yeah. not even just that, but like, you know... You know, Voldemort has tried to kill him how many times? And, you know, there was the fourth year where he, you know, got to watch a classmate, you know, be murdered in front of him. Like, this this boy has issues. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Waking him up from his sleep is not a safe thing to do. <laughs> no, I can no, see no. why I wouldn't be anyway. <laughs> nope, not at all. I'm sure Ginny had a great way, like, tickling his feet or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... So he knows about, he decides to just tell people about the Chamber of Secrets because they're having so much trouble finding Hogwarts a history. Right. And so he yep. explains about, attention, Peter Pettigrew broke into the castle and opened the Chamber of Secrets because he's possessed by an evil diary that used to belong to Voldemort, <laughs> who actually did keep a diary. And Justin wants to know if he knows what's in the chamber, and he says yes, and Ernie says, is it because you're responsible for it? And he says, no, it's not. If I were responsible, I would be telling everyone, and I would market it. Mm-hmm. Well, so I also I also love the fact that um, Harry mocks Voldemort here, and he's like, you know, because Peter was possessed by an evil diary that used to belong to Tom Riddle. That's right, you heard me. Lord Bloody, I'm so scary, no one can bear to say my name, Voldemort. <laughs> Kept a diary. Yep. Oh, gasp! Granted, yeah, to, granted so everybody he intended it, it so no one else could, uh, yeah, <laughs> anyone else who writes in it uh, to open the Chamber of Secrets and attack people, but still a diary! Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Besides, who would want to write in another person's diary? That's kind of bizarre and, and definitely in, in bad taste. Yeah. Well, to be fair, it's blank as far as anybody knows. But yes. yeah. yeah. Justin Fitzgerald. Well, how do you know all these things? My scar told me. That's all you I need don't to know. Scars work like that. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Penny. You're right. But Harry's a kook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's the one with the one of a kind killing Chris Scar? You or me? Yep. I think it makes me the expert. So he's he's going to start marketing uh, basilisk <laughs> stuff. He's got mandric potion and mirrors, so people can look around corners. Alex, leave the computer alone. But it's warm. I know he's been sleeping, but now he's rubbing on the edge of the computer. Uh huh. He's giving me that look. <laughs> and I want to blow at him, but then I'll be blowing in the headset. I love 
Ron is, you know, fully, you know, a 12 year old here with, with, you know, reacting to the girl's bathroom. And mm-hmm. Harry's totally, you know, a full 24 year old just going like, there it's are a girl's bathroom. It's not like you can see anything. Well, yeah, it's not like there's not stalls in the men's bathroom too. The Depends only on the difference bathroom. is sometimes there's a couch in the woman's room. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. And he says, in a couple more years, you'll be begging for a reason to come into the girls' bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, grow up. And Luna is being unsuccessful trying to get Hermione to subscribe to the Cribbler. Yeah. Harry says she's not ready yet. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) What do you mean? What are you sorry about? You're not ready ready for for the the Cribbler. Cribbler. Why not? Because you didn't even consider the possibility of the Great Pumpkin is real. Hermione does a double take. How do you even know that? You were debating you the existence about it with of Neville. Neville in the library this morning. Why were you in the library? Checking out two copies of Hogwarts of History. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Luna. I really do. <laughs> I can just imagine, like, that's what happened in canon, is Luna just, you know, checked Took out both <laughs> copies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she's doing a follow-up interview of Myrtle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Myrtle. He's like, you know, it just gets to be so much. You kill me right at the height of puberty. I'm eternally bespectled and acne-ridden, and, and I even started my period. <laughs> and he's just like, uh. I was period. So she's been like that for the past 50 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And now, and then Percy catches them in the girls' bathroom. Harry <laughs> <laughs> <he> says... <laughs> So Ron's considering a sex change. He's undecided, so we're showing him the differences. <laughs> and Percy just doesn't know what to say. And Ron's like, you brat, I am not. My God, says Percy. <laughs> I don't even want to think about how I'd explain how you became Ronnie to mother. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And Harry tries to explain again, and Ron says, I'll handle this. We went to go stare at the pink writing, then Harry decided to go investigate why the girls' bathroom flooded, and when I said I couldn't go in there, he assured me that once puberty hit, I'd be singing a different tune, and when we got in there, Harry's friend Luna was interviewing Moaning Myrtle, Myrtle got depressed, and we left. No, really, why were you in there? (laughs) (laughs) That's what happened! (laughs) Really? Oh, boy. Poor Ron, trying to tell the truth and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. We have a basilisk. Gets exciting. Not really. It's only attacked the cat. Because <laughs> oh. Harry said, you know, really, Hogwarts is surprisingly dull as far as magical schools go. And Hermione and Percy are scandalized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How can you know who be causing problems if he's dead? Is, it, is he a ghost? No, Cesare. He's just mostly dead. What happens that your friend here is only mostly dead. There's a big difference between mostly dead and all dead. Please open his mouth. Mostly dead. What's the difference? There's a big difference well, the big between difference mostly, dead and, mostly dead and all dead. Now, being mostly dead is sl- slightly alive. Now, all dead. Well, that's with all dead. There's usually only one thing you can do. Cather's <laughs> close to look for loose joy to change. I love the princess bride. <sighs> yeah, and he, he, Harry turns to. Ron and Hermione and says, I don't know what it is, but lately Luna's been beating you guys in the friends department hats down. <laughs> it's not our fault we're it's not, not insane. It's not our fault we're not insane. No offense, Luna. Why would I be offended? I've seen your version of sanity. It bores me. <laughs> oh, Luna. And then Neville. Hey, Go, Neville. Yeah. It's suspicious for you, too. Oh, he was probably just making out with Penelope. 
Um, his girlfriend. Go down to dinner. <laughs> go down to dinner. <laughs> I like the author's note. It's like, Ginny actually had lines for the first time since first year ended, I believe, even if it was short. For some reason, Luna is so much easier to write than Ginny. I don't know what it is. I just love Luna. She's so much fun. Luna is so much fun. It's hysterical, especially in this. So on to chapter 16. Yes. And they stop at, Harry stops at the room of requirement, just picks up Ravenclaw's di- diadem and heads out to the Shrieking Shack. Mm-hmm. So much simpler. Yeah. So, rumor tells back? Well, I think so. The Chamber of Secrets is open and Mrs. Norris was petrified. Mrs. Norris? I said Chilch's new cat. <sighs> I like the fact that that's actually mentioned in here. Because presumably Filch must have had more than one cat over mm-hmm. the... 30 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But, oh, well. He says, well, I guess he's not all bad. I'll still attack him on sight, but at least he's attacked Filch's cat. Mm-hmm. You realize he was being possessed by Voldemort, right? <laughs> uh, hmm, maybe Voldemort's not all bad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there. And besides, I had petrified her almost immediately. Why would, Why would you, you do something, something? like that? <laughs> <laughs> They're evil. <laughs> yeah. But this is Harry's chance to prove that his magic potions worked. Mm-hmm. And then he can sell them. Yes, because he's making money hand over fist. Well, and I love the fact that apparently in this universe, Lily uh, was just as prepared um, to stock up on cures and, and, and such for potential de- disaster. And Harry points out, to be fair, she did uh, spend prolonged periods of time with you and your friends. Mm-hmm. This is true. Details, details. And he also wants details about how he convinced everyone he's not really the heir of Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Because he convinced them he would have found some way to market it if he actually had these powers. And he's been spending so much time with Lockhart, they believe him. This does have parallels to Naked Quidditch. It really does. It's true. <laughs> Lots of marketing going on. Yeah. There's tons of marketing going on. And Harry's like, so, have you mastered Fiendfire? Um, you could say that. <laughs> yeah. I can destroy the three months. With it and more or less aim it. It just takes a while to put it out again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't um, bad for three months. Yeah. Uncontrollable fire on Hogwarts grounds. Yeah, not the best idea. No. Not especially. And he's also sold creature to the green grasses, found the locket, and been sending Remus letters, although he hasn't answered any of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Let's... Yeah, it's too bad that you didn't tell Creature you were going to destroy the locket before you sold him. He's not that bad, really. <laughs> Seriously, like, yeah, I'll believe that when I saw him. Well, now you won't. You sold him. Yeah. Why would he care anyway? Because Regulus gave his life to steal it from Voldemort and entrusted Creature with its destruction right before he died? Oh, did I forget to mention that? <laughs> oh, sorry. <sighs> yeah. So Sirius has a moment. Mm-hmm. And then they... Mm-hmm. Put all the various objects on the ground and burn down the entire shrieking shack. <laughs> Whoops. But hey, it's not, you know, practical, but it worked. And yep. it was cathartic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So where, where, uh, Rena's gonna go next year, I don't know. Well, maybe we'll have to rebuild the shrieking shack. Yeah. <laughs> so Harry, gra- or Ron grabs Harry and pulls him into a classroom. Harry wants to know why he's being kidnapped. Um, We're not kidnapping you. Hermione and Neville are there, too. And Hermione says, it's because you have a tendency to be overdramatic and get everyone involved with things, and we need to keep this quiet. And Neville says, and you're not going to like what they came up with. (laughs) (laughs) You mean you don't agree? Nope. Because like them, I have some modicum of faith in you. Modicum? A small measure. 
And we, we have, have plenty, plenty of faith, faith in here. Yeah. Yep. And she says, I'm just not willing to accept everything that comes out of your mouth. Uh, scar. <clears throat> yeah. So. Sex change. <laughs> So they think it's Malfoy who's opened the chamber, not some dead illegal parent betraying rat animagus. Mm-hmm. And, and he just laughs at them. Mm-hmm. He says, really, Draco? Yeah. And they want proof. Or they want to know what more he needs, and he says proof. Neville and, says he shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Because now they're going to want to brew Polyjuice Potion and sneak into the Slytherin common room. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if you do that, make sure you don't have cat hair. Yeah. I'll just order your damn potion so you don't have to make it. Yeah. Well, and I love how, how Ron then goes to maybe Sirius is the heir to learn. Yeah. Why would he break into Hogwarts just to set a snake on people? There are more efficient ways to kill people. <laughs> like fiend fire. Oh, wait. We don't know about that yet. <laughs> yeah. He says, my godfather would never write in a diary. He thinks having a diary automatically reduces your badass status by 20%. How would you know that? If you say your scar told you, so help me. Well, I've got nothing then. <laughs> also, Professor Snape is not a parcel mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what does that have to do with it? What does that have to do with it? Because parcel mouth is a hereditary trait. Yes. Professor Snape can't speak it, thus can't possibly be the era. Then how could Draco? What? Don't worry There's about it. There's the possibility that Malfoy is, in fact, a Malfoy. No, this can't be possible. No, never. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harry's so weird. Yep. Love it. <laughs> you two are clearly nuts. Neville and I are off to find Luna. <laughs> <laughs> right. That'll be so much help. Yeah. So then he walks in from Quidditch practice, and he's like, Miss McGonagall's there, and she says, There's another person been petrified. Can you get a potion up there? All right. Who is it, anyway? It's a Hufflepuff named Zachariah Smith. Can we just just leave him like that? (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Potter, 20 points from Gryffindor for your callous remarks. Yay! Yes! (laughs) Mr. Potter? (laughs) She still doesn't understand his campaign. And then we have Draco finding Harry. Harry! Oops. Yeah. (laughs) Now that I've managed to corner you after two months, how do you explain this? And he waves the book that Lockhart, magical me... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And apparently there's a section on Draco's parentage. Mm-hmm. He had devoted an entire chapter to the touching story of um, Narcissa's love affair with Professor Snape. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> Professor Snape is thrilled. <coughs> yeah. Your mother had a love affair with Professor Snape? No, she didn't. But you just said, Lockhart heard that rumor you made up, believed it, and published it. Now, and now all of his mindless fangirls will believe it, and this will never end. <laughs> I hope you're happy. I'm always happy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Harry. He really is pretty much always happy on this one. Mm -hmm. Just a nice change of pace. He just really doesn't care about much. He has gone from being a a golden griffin to a honey badger. (laughs) Honey badger don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Draco says, somebody's going to tell my dad sooner or later. Harry's like, you mean they have it? And Draco's like, nobody wants to make him mad. <laughs> oh, you need to stop talking about this. I'll make an honest effort. All right, I guess that's all we can hope for. Yeah. So chapter 17 starts with a meeting with Cedric, because Harry's back in the hospital wing to revive Cho this time. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're not technically dating, but everybody can tell it's only a matter of time. And yeah, they're not exactly being subtle. No. 
And Cedric wants to know if he ever thanked them for the brooms. He said, I honestly don't remember. Don't worry about it. There's a mob of people coming to thank him about everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't seem to be the type that buys into the house prejudice. So no one understands how you two are friends. It's the most bizarre friendship we've seen in a while. Yeah, Draco and Harry. Friendship yeah. slash rivalry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Harry's like, oh, it's all in good fun. And it's not an accident that he didn't get Slytherin brooms. He knew Malfoy was getting the other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Cho wakes up. Cedric, what happened? <coughs> so apparently Pettigrew has been targeting different people than um, Ginny did. Yeah. But everybody's at least using the mirror, so they keep getting petrified. And Sirius is so now we're, we've moved on. Sirius has sent a letter asking how come they didn't just try to kill the basilisk. Because they know how they to know do how it. they know how to do it, and they know where it is. So he just heads out to Myrtle's bathroom and <laughs> transfigures Myrtle a bar of uh, bar of soap transfigured into chocolate mm-hmm. so she can pretend she can have it. So he manages to open up the chamber, takes him a little bit to figure out how to make the snakes work again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, But it doesn't work. He can't get the snake to come out, the yeah. basilisk to come out. So he's not sure if... It's because it really has to be the air that says that, or there's some other difference in the password, or what's what might mm-hmm. have happened. Yeah. And so he comes up to find Luna in the bathroom, and she's like, oh, is this entrance to the Chamber of Secrets? And he's like, oops, she's not supposed to know this. And I can't tell anybody, right? And he's like, yep, that's right. Yeah. He, says, I can't he tells out. her that he can't get to the basilisk, and he's... Figuring it's probably because he's not related to Slytherin, but he doesn't know for sure. And then, you know, what time's the match supposed to start? And she's like, oh, 20 minutes ago. What? And he rushes out to get to the game where he's very late. Yes. And it's a, it's a Gryffindor-Slytherin game. Mm-hmm. So they've been playing this tall time without a seeker and are at 60-20 at the moment. And then, oh, look, he shows up. Yep. And... There, you know, he's on his new broom, and Lee says something about Draco and the popular theory that Professor Snape is the Draco is Professor Snape's sludge child is a vicious, vicious lie, and you're all supposed to forget it. And Draco's like, Harry, he's like, I did. I'm going above and beyond and telling him it's false. You only believe it's false. You're the one that started it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Duck, will you? And he ducks, and Harry beats the bludger off. Yeah, he makes it explode mm-hmm. and then dives after the snitch. <laughs> yeah, and Draco's reeling from the explosion and doesn't see it until it's too late. Yeah. So McGonagall takes 50 points from Gryffindor for destroying the bludger. Mm-hmm. Which makes Harry very happy. But unfortunately, she also gives him detention with Professor Lockhart. Aw, well, he uh, deserves that. Kind of. And he's, apparently Lockhart has promised to tell him how to tell normal letters apart from the nasty kind that hex you or have something wretched inside. It's probably a good thing to learn. This is true. Especially this in is, coming years. That night, as the obligatory Gryffindor is better than all the other houses for whatever we've managed to do now party was winding down, <laughs> Hermione and Ron come over to talk to him. And they want to know how Malfoy made the bludger go weird. And Harry says, I'm pretty sure it's not Malfoy. Yep, I'm the one who blew it up. It was following you around. Somebody hexed it. (laughs) He wanted to know where he was, and he's like, oh, bathroom. For four hours? (laughs) Well, when you gotta go, ow! (laughs) And here we go. We've come full circle from... Clearly clearly Harry needed a stool. Yep, 
he did. He should have had yeah. one of those those potty squatty potty stools. Yeah. And apparently Harry had a theory that um, Madame Hooch was a squib, but she checked the balls over before the game, so that disproves that. Her wand. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 It's the house elf with a grudge. I thought that they adopted you and they love you. Hermione's like, you're not helping. I read it in the Quibbler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's going to kill him now. I got a free subscription when I, after I won their unusual creature crossword puzzle. It was really cool. I, okay, I love that they put this in there because Ron is so good at like strategy and puzzles and things. Right. But like, mm-hmm. you know, like. It's I, a magical crossword puzzle. Yeah. And they can tell that you finished it first because you tap your wand to it and say submit. And if you were right, you get to send them their name. Well, and I also, it, it, it's just, it, it, it's continuing back on, you know, what I used to say, you know, two, three years ago of, I don't like it when they make Ron, they don't let Ron be good at, at puzzles and things mm-hmm. because he's, it's canon that he's good about at those things. Ron is plenty bad at a, at a lot of things, in my opinion, but he's good at puzzles. Let right. him be good at puzzles. He's not... Nobody in in any story is going to be absolutely bad or absolutely evil. Even if they are absolutely bad, they start from somewhere and get worse. They're good at things and bad at things and human. Mm-hmm. Lockhart's the most incompetent character we have, and he's really good at one thing. So. Right, right. He, he, but and and I think there there was the thing that for a while going around that he was a Ravenclaw because he was so good at Obliviate charms that like. That was, he was his, hyper like, focused. Mm-hmm. He was hyper focused at like that one charm, and that's all he all he was good at. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, it, it it's you know even the dentists like Crab and Goyle were both. I, I think they both had a couple things that they were good at. <laughs> even the idiots, you know, in canon had a couple things that they were good at. Right. Mm-hmm. Even the people we don't like. Even the people we don't like. Yeah. Like Vernon. I'm sure Vernon was awesome at drills. He was just the shit at jill- drills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He probably was really good until they made him a manager or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I, he rose I, to I'm his sure. level of incompetence. <laughs> yes. Well, like or, that. you know, he just got so full of himself that he stopped thinking. Yeah. Also possible. Which happens, you know. But yeah, I mean, Dudley actually, you know, does the opposite. It's, you know, he's incompetent because he's so full of himself. And then as he grows up, he, he yeah. loses his ego a little bit. Right. And he finally gets to channel his, you know, interest in hitting things to actually become a pretty good boxer. So. Right. And then, but then, you know, even in mean, book seven, he actually, you know, verbalizes the, I don't think you're a waste, a waste, a waste. of space hair. Right. Mm-hmm. So... People can change, and everyone has skills. <laughs> right. Yes. There we go. And Harry is going Things to... Things we learn from canon. Yay. <laughs> anyway. Harry's going to bed early because he has to meet the demented house elf. And Dobby shows up, and he's like, Harry Potter came back to school. I told you I would. <laughs> I'm not leaving, no matter what you do. Really. I'm just stubborn. I will take it as a challenge. Mm-hmm. He's good to all creatures. Harry Potter does not understand. Mm-hmm. Dobby, look. 
I know about the diary. I know about the basilisk. I know who has the diary right now, and I know he want, is going to want to get me involved. I also know how to kill both the diary and the snake, and I'm fairly certain I know how to stop the man. I'm appreciate, I appreciate your concern, but I can take care of myself. Dobby has no doubt that Harry Potter can, but Dobby does not like taking chances and does not want to lose such a great and powerful wizard. Dobby had no idea that the great Harry Potter was so clever. I don't know why I did that voice right <laughs> no. just then, but hey, whatever. And Harry is like, wait a second, didn't Draco order you not to try to save my life? How did you do this bludger thing? He's like, oh, I wasn't trying to save your life. I was trying to break your arm. <laughs> great, thanks. Oh, boy. That's how Dobby got away with half the stuff that he, you know, did yeah. was he... Our selves are good at loopholes. Yep. Yes. So good at Dobby loopholes. in particular. And so the next morning, <laughs> yeah. where Harry gets awakened by singing hexes, and they're like, sorry, but we've been trying to wake you up, and we just, you know, you hexed us. We don't want to get hexed. So we decided to yes. hex you instead. Yeah. It's 8.30. And, and Jenny got petrified last night. Yeah. <laughs> Harry's reaction <laughs> to the fact that he was, she was found with a boy. And it's like, boy, she's 11. <laughs> Most people your age wouldn't reach that conclusion quite so quickly, if at all. <laughs> That's because he's not 12. No. Well, he was it's also with... the fact that he's married to her. <laughs> that too. Mm-hmm. Ginny and Neville apparently were out after curfew and have got petrified. Yep. <laughs> and yep. saw the basilisk through Peeves. Yeah. And Mrs. Norris is dead. And Mrs. Norris really is dead this time. So, <laughs> so they have we have a scene break and Philip saying, You killed my cat and Harry's like, Didn't we already have this conversation? <laughs> but yes, unfortunately, she really is dead. Yeah, and he doesn't know and he's he feels bad about this because yeah, you know, it's just... You know, you may have your fantasies about kicking the cat that keeps getting you in trouble, but it's not... It's, that's different from actually having someone's pet die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Phil storms Poor out. Phil. And I like this. Harry uh, decides to write Mrs. Fig because he gets an idea. Ah, yes. That's good. We'll get him a, an easel. <laughs> or, yeah. or a ha- hybrid, Frostbreed. I think. Half needle. Half needle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like this bit, Neville saying, you know, we really owe Peeves, but let's not mention it to him in case he decides to enlist our help in some huge prank to earn us detentions every day for a month or <laughs> cost hundreds of house points. And Harry's like, well, you yeah. do owe your lives. <laughs> if you're that desperate to lose hundreds of house points, you can work with Peeves. And Dumbledore looks shocked and then decides Neville must be kidding. Yeah. It's been a couple of weeks, and Hermione's confused that nobody knows about the attacks. And Ron's like, who would write home with this? Our parents would pull us out if we wrote home about this. Nobody's telling anybody. Mm -hmm. Harry's saying, I don't have an unlimited supply. In fact, I better order some more because I'm running low. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been bribing profits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) To stop, to not put things. Hermione's like, you've been what? You can't describe the paper. Actually, yes, I can. It's pretty easy. Yeah. So I'm not just doing this for kicks. I'm doing it so they don't remove Dumbledore from the school and install Umbridge or somebody. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Can you imagine? Umbridge in second year? Yeah. Everyone would die. They would. 
Hey, is that Lockhart? With Snape? Are any of them qualified to teach dueling? Hermione wants to know. Uh, she it's thinks it good. should be Flickwit, which is probably true. I know. Well, but I, I will point out, teaching dueling is entirely different than being a champion duelist. Oh, yeah. That is but true as well. Flitwick That's is a good teacher. <laughs> yeah. One, two, three, go! And they immediately blast Lockhart into the wall, but fortunately, Harry's given him some coaching, and so he doesn't sound quite as fake when he gets back up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which is a little backwards, but you know. Yeah. So then they decide to make Harry and Malfoy duel, and Malfoy makes the serpent, and Harry's very calm and just kind of walks over to it, talks to it. Mm-hmm. And don't, don't move, Weasley. I'll get rid of it. Yeah. And then, of course, Lockhart tries. Lockhart shoots it, shoots it to the ceiling again, and so Harry has to tell it, "Look, the guy who just attacked you didn't mean to. He's just one of the worst wizards I've ever met. You're mad and probably confused, and certainly didn't ask for this. But if you bite anyone, you'll only get yourself killed. Just calm down. Come with me, and you—they won't hurt you. I'm the so only one that understands you. So if you don't listen to me, that's what. Who knows what they're going to do? The snake just looks at him. What? And starts heading over. And then he's like, For those of you who are undoubtedly concocting fantastic scenarios in your head about how I'm the heir of Slytherin after all because I can speak parcel tongue, I want you to look very closely at my hands. See how I am gesturing for the snake to stay on the stage with me where you won't be any danger. See how I'm totally not endangering anyone or egging the snake on. And yes, I'm talking to you, Justin and Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> you guys jump to conclusions more rapidly than Ron and Hermione. <sighs> Ernie bristles. What were you saying to it? It's basically been variations of come over here so people don't kill you. Mm-hmm. And then Snape finally recovers and vanishes the snake. And then takes That's ten points. I'm glad you saw fit to clean up the mess you caused by telling Draco to cast that spell. And then, because it's Harry, and he likes to have this running business... Now that you know I can speak snake, if any of you want me to translate a conversation that with a snake, just bring it to me, and it's two sickles for five minutes. <laughs> also, I am not the heir of Slytherin. If I were, I definitely wouldn't be eating the cost of magic potions and start charging for them. But instead, I'm giving them out for free. But no there. benefits for myself, mm-hmm. except as a tax deductible. But other than that. And now I'm going to bed. And everyone just <laughs> stunned. What? <laughs> And we move to chapter 19, and we start with Percy catching up with Harry. Yeah. I'm so glad I caught you. Harry's like, well, since you're waiting for me, it shouldn't be that big of a surprise. <laughs> About last night. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know what the hell you thought you were doing. I'm going down to breakfast. <laughs> Not right now. Uh, he wants to know about uh, this whole speech and everything. He says, I'm going to be honest. You're a huge disruptive influence. I'm fairly certain I should at the very least dislike you, but for some reason I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Don't worry. I know what I'm doing. You think you know what you're doing. Now I'm worried again. Yeah. And then Hermione's like, you're a parcel mouse? Why didn't you tell us? I announced it last night. Because everyone always freaks out when they hear about it. And when exactly is that going to come up in conversation? Oh, by the way, I can talk to snakes. Yeah. And he says it's not been it's not that big of a deal. I haven't been anywhere near the basilisk occasional except for occasionally hearing it moaning about how it wants to kill people. Mm-hmm. Talking about 
him being a parcel tongue and and whether or not he really is the heir of Slytherin and you know only morons are gonna think that and we've got conspiracy theories going on and Harry's like, it's all about the genes, Hermione. I don't expect you to know much about him, but you know about DNA, right? And Hermione nods. Neville looks lost. And so he explains how this thing's all going to work. Yeah, you can't actually be your own ancestor, because otherwise you, you wouldn't end up with the same genes that you have. Because there, there are no children who have the exact same genes as their grandparents mm-hmm. of that nature. So. Yeah. yeah. And oh, by the way, I inherited it from Voldemort. He's a descendant of Slytherin. You descended from you know who? Ron shouts. No, of course, of course not. not. Can you imagine you the likes of them producing? <laughs> That's the stuff of nightmares right there. But you just said no. So then he explains it some more. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm not technically a parcel mouth. Anybody can talk to snakes. It's getting them to answer that's the trick. But anyway, my but scar, which I got from the killing curse Voldemort shot at me, is a parcel mouth. If I were to ever lose it, I would be completely unable to interact with British serpents. Mm-hmm. How can you do that? How do you lose a scar? <laughs> Easy. Kill Voldemort. You're not making any sense. Again. Again. This is a common thing for this Harry. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really care whether he makes sense. Yeah. To be fair, he makes perfect sense to himself. He just has all the extra information that no one else has. And he makes he makes total sense to us because we've read all the books. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then we have a section of uh, verbal tennis with Fred and George, and Harry yes. says, you know, we're going to have to teach me that spell. What spell? Uh, we've not no idea what you're talking about. Says, I'll give you a startup loan on your joke shop. We'll talk. <laughs> Can I say that's actually one of the few things that I have not missed about Harry Potter fanfiction is twin speak? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's it is very not annoying to read. that common even in canon. It, they right. do it maybe two or three times. It's like Gret and Forge. It happens once. Right. But then yeah. the fandom just goes crazy with it. Or like in Stargate, well, and, and and people call Daniel Space Monkey all the time. That happens once. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It does. It, it's not even so much of the back and forth. It's the fact that, so for my EPUB, the twin speak is two full pages long. Wow. <laughs> so, oh. so they're going like, oh, I can't follow this conversation. Who's saying what? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. of course, it's never attributed. <laughs> right. So it's just like, there's just like speeches and it's just, yeah, no, it, I mean, I, I, it's okay when it's like four or five lines, but like when it's two pages long, it's just like, uh, I'm done. Yeah. It's kind of fun but to anyway. like it because it's distinctive, but yeah, it's, it's awkward anyway, to read. It's it very awkward to read. So Ernie is yelling at Justin because Justin is working on an herbology pro- project with Harry oh, um, in the Hufflepuff common room. Ernie is not a very good Hufflepuff. No. In general, he's not very inclusive. Mm-hmm. Are they actually no. in the Hufflepuff common room? I believe so, yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, they're not in the Hufflepuff room. No, they're not. Ernie, Ernie told Justin to go hide in the common room. There and you he know. hasn't yeah. because he's out here working with Harry. Yeah, he's in the library, I think. Oh. We're getting a partner project. Mm-hmm. Partner project. Yeah, and Ernie has decided that Harry is secretly evil, so he's calling him Potter all the time. Yes, so not yeah. just it's like secretly. I didn't get to choose my partner. You know, you're partnered up with Lavender Brown. You should explain that situation. Ex- <laughs> what situation? The situation of Potter being the heiress Slytherin and attacking people for the hell of it and curing them for the publicity and to throw people off of his track. 
Yeah. Justin, um, no, Justin says he has to work with somebody, and it's it's yeah. not like he's going to curse every. Unless you think a half blood like him with a Muggleborn best friend is a pure blood fanatic, everyone's at risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Ernie accuses him of trying to be all noble in Gryffindor, and Justin said that was uncalled for. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I'd be insulted if somebody called me a Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm oh, sure I have some Gryffindor in there somewhere. Mm. Maybe the according chosen to the, one. According to the hybrid house thing, I'm a Huffleclaw. I'm terribly, terribly shocked. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, you Huffleclaw, <laughs> you. Shocked, that's a, that's a. Yeah. But Potter. I'm sure there's some Gryffindor in there somewhere. Oh, <laughs> and it's Ernie. That I- <coughs> Ernie that's been uh, petrified this time. Oh, dear. Yeah. Justin was there with Harry, so he wasn't off on his own to get petrified. Yeah. Uh, Oops. Hmm. Harry's like, I have a, an alibi. <laughs> going, going back just a couple, a little bit. I love that Susan uh, is pointing out to Ernie. Because Ernie's arguing, you know, mm-hmm. Harry must have been pretty evil to have defeated Voldemort, and you know he can't really, Harry can't really refute that because he was a baby, and you know he wouldn't know anything about it. And Susan goes, "I completely agree. He was only a baby. How could he possibly be so evil that you know who himself had come straight over to and kill him? How would he even know that Harry was a devil child at that age?" <laughs> Devil child. (laughs) And then they come up with the chosen one. Mm -hmm. Maybe Mm -hmm. he's the chosen one. (laughs) Yeah. Harry's hoping to keep that quiet. No, we're not going to do... No, no. I'm not the chosen one. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. So they just tell Ernie to give it up, and he says, Fine, don't come crying to me when Potter petrifies you all. And then... (laughs) then Famous last words. (laughs) Yep. I've got an alibi. Ever since that whole stunt I pulled at the Dueling Club, some people, Ernie being one of the most vocal, have been accusing me of attacking everyone. I never seem to have an alibi, but this time I was in here studying the whole time and have like 30 witnesses. Be that as it may, there's still a student that's been petrified. Oh, he'll be fine. Dumbledore's waiting for him in the uh, the hospital wing. Harry's like, hey, Professor, how's it going? What you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm always concerned when there's a basilisk attacking my students. That sounds like a good policy. Yeah. He says, I, I know that you have nothing to do with these attacks. However, I'm quite curious. How do you know so much about them? And he says, I've come back from the future. Indeed. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Of course, I'm I'm from... When, when, the when, when I'm, I'm from, from, Jenny Weasley had the diary and was attacking only Muggleborns. Sirius Black was completely Black innocent. Was, <laughs> the crimes he was sent to Azkaban for without trial and escaped next year. Draco Malfoy is the master of the Elder Wand, and Snape helps euthanize you. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> How <laughs> did you this come back and come back to asking? <laughs> Draco Malfoy. <laughs> I really so wish you'd be honest he with tells me, Harry. the absolute truth in the snarkiest possible way, and Dumbledore, of course, does not believe him. Yep. This was the moment in the fic I remember the first time I read this. I think the author was still doing updates. Um, the first time I read this, like, you know, I honestly could not wait for Dumbledore to find out the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just one of those moments of Harry completely tells the truth. He's 12 years old. Dumbledore, Nobody. you're gonna totally eat your words. <laughs> mm. Yep. 
Oh, well. Yeah. And he also quotes Dumbledore back to himself. Dumbledore says, yes. I, wish, <laughs> I wish you'd tell me the truth. And Harry says, the truth is a beautiful and terrible thing and should therefore be treated with great caution. That is most unhelpful and I suspect deliberately cryptic. <laughs> <laughs> I guess well, but, well, but it is. It's probably because I got it from this uh, reticent and secretive to a fault old man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But he does tell him that his office is always open, which Harry appreciates. Yes, he does. And we're on to chapter 20. Chapter 20, our last Yay! chapter tonight. Mm-hmm. And... There's a note from the author that says, I'm sure there are a whole bunch of ways Harry could stop the whole basilisk thing right now. Unfortunately, they haven't occurred to Harry because once the main plot of the school year is resolved, there really isn't anything to do but a huge time skip, developing a romance of 12, or moving future events backward in time, which there would be no logical reason for doing. So they decided not to do that. Yep. Yep. And Hermione is triumphant because... They are not the only ones to think Malfoy is the heir of Slytherin. Yeah. Because Harry just had a bunch of witnesses, so everyone's trying to come up with someone else. <laughs> then it's, it's got to be Draco. Of course, the Prince of Slytherin himself has to be. Mm-hmm. And Ron says, Not that I don't fully support the idea of Malfoy's the heir, but you're his friend, Merlin knows why. Shouldn't you be doing something to make people stop suspecting him? Mm, normally, yeah, but yeah. He's probably enjoying it. <laughs> to him, being the heir of Slytherin is a badge of pride, so even though he's not responsible, he doesn't mind people thinking he is. What's more, he's uh, the one who came to me with the idea of making everyone think he's the heir, and I went along with it because the truth will come out soon enough, and the teachers totally don't believe him anyway, so it's not like it, it really does any harm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And Hermione's like, so how are you so sure he's not... And Harry says, well, other than the fact that he's 12 and not a parcel mouth and thinks, thinks being able to attack people with a giant snake is wicked? Seriously. <laughs> Even Voldemort didn't go around setting the basilisk on Muggleborn until he was 16. <laughs> Stop saying that. Stop telling me not to say that. <laughs> it's just going to have another argument and then everything will take twice as long. And Neville said, that happens every time we talk to you. <laughs> yep. Everything always takes twice as long. <laughs> So, but Hermione's come to tell him that the polyjuice is ready. Yeah, of course it's ready. I gave it to you last week. Yeah. But I thought we could use it today. Breakfast isn't for another three hours. How can you possibly use it before then? And by me, when I say we, I mean you. I'm not going. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're saying, just don't try to stop us. And since when am I trying to stop you? I bought the I bought the potion for you. Oh, yeah. So he just he just sends them all out of the room because it's time to go back to bed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So Harry's like, I'm sorry, guys, but she's not going to stop unless you go with her. So go. Bye. I'm going back to bed. Yeah. And, uh, and they- sorry not to use uh, cat hair. Mm-hmm. Here. And he gives them some parts, Pansy Parkinson hair because he knows that the other's cat hair. How did you eat? No, let me guess. Your car, your scar told you. <laughs> you know me too well. Yeah. Now the insane list of presents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vernon has sent him a cross, and Petunia sent him a book on gardening, which he gives to Neville. Dudley got him some Dudley's- CDs, which is cool, but he doesn't have a CD player. <laughs> yeah. So well, it, it wouldn't work at Hogwarts anyway. So he's, he strings them up around the common room to mm-hmm. uh, decorate. 
He, uh, Harry sent Petunia, uh, Muggle Seedlings, Dudley sent some magical sweets, Vernon, 20 Galleons. Yeah, so yeah. does he exchange the Wizarding Coins for Muggle money or not take them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That should make him agonize for a while. Yeah. Hagrid, Hagrid him- sent him some fudge. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Harry sent him six Abraxan. Mm, so Harry's go. going a little overboard on his gifts here. Yeah. But. Well, and if you think about it, back to uh, Vernon, Vernon would have to exchange the money from a goblin. Mm-hmm. That's true. Vernon would not have a good time with that. No. He'd have to no. voluntarily go into Diagon Alley and go to Gringotts. And, uh, you. <laughs> I think he'd eventually just give it up. He might just take them to a pawn shop or something and try and get them melted down. There you go. Once he, well, if he figures out it's real gold, then yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so Ron got got him flying with the cannons. Harry, got Harry gets him a new wand. New wand. And he got Hermione a time turner and a guide and on a how guide. to use it. Yes, that that's good. <laughs> yeah. The Weasleys sent him a jumper and plum cake, and he got them a house elf. <laughs> Which he's not looking forward to Hermione finding out about. Nope. But. Dobby's the only house elf he knows who actually doesn't want to work. Mm-hmm. Well, even Dob- Dobby wants to work. He just wants to have a galleon a week <laughs> or a month or whatever it is. Yeah, it's Dumbledore <laughs> offers him a galleon a week and weekends off. Mm-hmm. But Dobby and doesn't Dobby want that much freedom. No, he talks him down. Mm-hmm. Ginny gets him some owl treats for Hedwig, and he gives her a year's supply of Honeydukes chocolate. Yeah. Fred and George sent him some seemingly innocuous desserts that he was afraid to try. Mm -hmm. And he got them a book on inventing potions. That would be a good thing for them. Uh Tonks sent him... got him some of Sirius' old stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That he he and James had written all over. Yeah. And he got her a ring with an anti-clumsiness spell. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. For when she needs to be undercover. First, he got him a book on the owls, which, of course. Yes. And And Harry got him some new school robes, because Percy likes to look nice. Neville gives him a book on poltergeist. And he seems to be getting a lot of books. Yeah. And Harry got him some gillyweed plants, not that he was thinking ahead or anything. No, no, not at all. (laughs) Cedric got him a thousand things I never had the nerve to do at Hogwarts, and remarking that Harry had already done three dozen of them. <laughs> so Harry now has a new ambition. <laughs> in never, yeah. Oh God! <laughs> oh dear! He, he sends Cedric a book uh, on the Triwizard Tournament, saying, "You never know, but my scar does." <laughs> it's Christmas, and Luna gives him X-ray glasses that actually work and, and look like his regular glasses. Yeah. And he found her a Crumplehorn Snorkak, which will make her day. Absolutely. Yeah. And he it's got Dumbledore some, some woolly mittens. To go with his woolly socks. Apparently, the Snorkak is a tiny pig-like creature. Mm-hmm. Yes, apparently. So I'm imagining this piglet-sized uh, Snorkak just, like, wandering around after Luna. <laughs> Following her, yeah. He sends Snape anonymously a grant to continue his potion research. And he gives... Donegal gets a brand-new chess set. Mm-hmm. And also the anonymously. entire Hogwarts population gets a candy cane, and anyone who'd expressed faith in him got a box of chocolate. <laughs> I don't know if that's in Harry or in the Great Pumpkin, but... <laughs> Probably both. Yeah. Yeah. And now, yeah. finally, it's lunchtime. And they're... Apparently, Nor- uh, Luna has named her Snorkak Norbert. Oh, that's a good name. Yeah. 
And Harry says, so what do you think about the theory that Draco Malfoy is the heir of Slytherin? That's ridiculous. He'd never write in a diary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And she's going to put Norbert on the front page of the next quibbler. Mm -hmm. And he wants to know if she's ever, ever gets tired of trying to educate the... The sheep. (laughs) Yes. The wizarding world. And she says sometimes, but if we don't do it, who will? Yeah. And she says, it's truly sad when most people don't know ancestors are those who came before and descended through those who come after. Because there was an actual typo in the book where mm-hmm. they called Slytherin a descendant or something like that. I forget which direction yeah. it went. But one, they used the wrong one for Voldemort or Slytherin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the original cartoon, they caught it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she figures out that uh, Hermione and Ron have <laughs> done the polyjuice thing. Yeah. And he says, wouldn't Draco just admit it because he wants people to think that? Hmm. Mm. Didn't think of that, says Harry. Harry can't quite think of everything. No. <laughs> She's saying, what I really don't understand is that even if the heir of Slytherin was a student in Slytherin, which, okay, that kind of makes sense, why not suspect the upperclassmen instead of a second year? Yeah. Yeah. You know why? Because Harry's scope when he was 12 was those who were 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Draco was the one who annoyed him the most. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, he's the only Slytherin they interact with on any kind of regular basis, and he doesn't like them. So that's why they're going after him. Yep. yep. And she says, ah, that really makes no sense. And Harry says, you're preaching to the choir, Luna. You're preaching to the choir. And that is where we are going to wrap up for the evening. It's for this time around. Or, you know, morning or afternoon or whenever you happen to be listening to this because we're not live. (laughs) But it is evening for us. Yes. Yes. It's getting close to my bedtime, in fact. So, yeah. It should be my bedtime, but I have fanfic to write because I have (laughs) publishing days coming up. Good luck. Uh, I have... A chapter to Polish tomorrow and a chapter to Polish Wednesday. Cool. Wow. You will be busy. So this continues to be a lot of fun. It's it's a great story. It's got some great humor in it. I love the banter. I love Harry's snarkiness and just devil-may-care attitude. Yes. And Hopefully we didn't repeat too much from our last episode since it's been a while for us. But yeah. we're... We're still enjoying this story, and hopefully you're enjoying our coverage of it. Presumably you are, you won't be listening to this, but yeah, who knows. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find the rest of it, just head over to potterfickweekly.com, or we've been posting on Facebook in the Pufa group, or you can also find it on iTunes. Presumably you did one of those, or again, you would not be listening to this, but <laughs> you know. If you would or, like to... I mean, you, don't, you don't know, Scott. Somebody might have, you know, handed them, you know, a sit, like, you might have the, just been their iPod and say, listen to this. Listen to if these you want to find people. it for yourself, we are at potterfickweekly.com. If you want to come and chat with us and talk about other things, we are on Facebook or potterfickforum.com. And if you would like to listen to a slightly different group of us talk about more sort of random things, uh, you can find us at Point of View Weekly, or there is also the Pufo Exchange, which I'm not entirely sure what
what is currently coming out there, but that's where we talk about fandoms that are not Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they've like polished anything for like a year or so. Yeah, yeah they're, they're on a yeah. little bit of a hiatus there, but you can still find the back catalog of lots of interesting things like Galaxy Quest and Firefly and um, Song of Ice and Fire, Jane Austen, all sorts of interesting things over there. Yeah, Point of View Weekly is coming back. Presumably when you listen to this, it will have been back for a while, but uh, that's our you never weekly know. show that we do that we try and put out live and also um, lightly edit so that it's actually out within the same month as we record it, unlike this one. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Which has a bit of a backlog. <laughs> no, no We're getting smaller. Tiny as we one. Go. <laughs> We're not too far off, I don't think. Really? How, how bad is it these days? The one that I'm editing right now, I'm just back from Boston, so it's the third week, second or third week of June. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not bad at all. It used no. to be like two years out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just put out episode 225, and this one is okay. will be episode uh. 237. So we're only awesome. 12 episodes behind. Oh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. This will be actually I think it's time. Where are you going, Alex? Get down, buddy. I think it's time for us to say goodnight to the boys and girls out there in listener land. It is time to say ad- adios. Yes. Mm-hmm. Adios from side. I'm not south of the border, but I'm pretty darn close. There you go. You're south of the border from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well both yeah, that is true. I am I am you are south of both of us. I am well I'm cl- I am cl- I'm about an hour from the border so I am so close that I could technically go drive and podcast from Mexico so we could have three different countries in one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun sometime. Maybe next week. It's not a priority. Not no. next not next week but you know yeah someday I'll probably go down to ba- down, down the Baja and you know you guys could call me while you're podcasting. There you go. That works. <laughs> so all right. Well, good night, everybody. We hope you enjoyed our, our ramblings about this fic. And if you haven't read it, we really encourage you to go read it because it really is a lot of fun. Good night, and everybody. that's all it is. Yep. It is. It's just fun. Yeah. Do not go <laughs> in expecting a serious fic. It, 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 it's, no. well, it's crack. Serious is there, but that's about it. Uh-uh. Not that I'm serious. Assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming what you, you covered uh, in the first section of chapter chapters what crack is. Oh, of um, I think so. If not in this one specifically, if you don't know what yeah, crack is, then you shouldn't be reading this. It's, it's whenever you write a fic that is not intended to be taken seriously, that is complete and thought out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure that rough, we so talked. Rubbish. We talked about the author's note that said, "All right, people, look. This is a crack fic. Stop this taking is it seriously." A <laughs> because people are apparently all upset because it's not serious. It's not supposed to be. Yeah. We did. We did cover that portion of we it. Did address that. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> so crack is actually one of it's one of my favorite genres of Harry Potter fan fiction, just because. So. Hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.